The Ride to Orbis podcast's main driving force is its community. If you would like to learn how to support the show, you can visit patreon.com slash forward ride to Orbis. You know, I'm actually on Ride to Orbius and oh there it is. It's on the Max Splicer, did, I did, see. Did you say Orbius? Oh my god. Orbius. <laughs> the Orbius. I always say Orbius. It's I don't know why. Ride to Orbius. Orbius. Morbius. Watch out guys. Morbius. Here we are, ladies and gentlemen. There are no ladies, I just have to say that out of formality. But <laughs> Uh, mostly gentlemen, we're here, fellas. We're live, sort of. And uh, man, it's been a long time coming. It's been three months, over, probably over three months. And uh, finally, we're all in the same rooms, sort of. I'm, I'm in a different room. And uh, yeah, we're podcasting under a new banner. And this is exciting. Welcome, everybody, to Ride to Orbis. I've been waiting to say that for so long. <laughs> It's been a long time coming. Um, we'll get into everything that's going on with the podcast. Who are we? What like what is this? Uh, what's an what's an Orbius? All all the questions that you have. We'll get to those soon enough. But first, I just want to say it's good to be back. My name is Max Spicer. I'm joined by Pringle the One and Broken Wing, aka Pringle the Two. Uh, my longtime co-host, appreciate you guys having on, Pringle, the first Pringle. How do you feel being back live on a podcast episode with uh, the two of us here? Too long, man. <laughs> it's too long, too long. It is about time, dude. It is about time. I'm pretty excited, man. Mm-hmm. But it's about time. We had some te- technical difficulties. I was, we were supposed to record, uh, I think, like... Probably according to my initial plan a few weeks ago, but then I had a, a D drive malfunction. So instead of being on my computer, it's on my hand right now. <laughs> so uh, RIP to my D drive. That's going to get settled later. Um, but it's, it is good to be back now. Broken, uh, appreciate having you here again. And uh, the gang is all back together. How do you feel about being on this new this new vision for the podcast? Um, so for you guys now, I've been playing nothing but like RPG games. That's how I've been getting ready, you know. That's good. That's I've, good. I've barely played fighting games, honestly. That's good. We'll talk about both on on today's show. But um it's great. So obviously for the people that don't know us, um we'll introduce ourselves and we'll talk a little bit about ourselves cuz I do want to do that. We're, I do believe that we'll have a new audience. Um but I I want to speak just from a reference to what we've done in the past just for the people that do know us um so obviously we recorded a podcast for 55 episodes called fgc hollywood fgc stands for the fighting game community and we talked about religiously mostly fighting games right i I don't know that we veered too much away from fighting games the fighting community and we decided to pivot right because everybody can podcast but uh not many can pivot. And we decided, you know what, it's time. It's time to move on and not only focus on fighting games, but we wanted to focus on other things. And so Ride to Orbis was an idea that I've had for a while there. And it really came to me after I went on vacation, kind of cleared my head. And I was like, you know what, I think I think this is the, the move to make. And I spoke to Pringle about it. And he, he was like, you know what, it's a good idea. And uh, I was like, that I got the Pringle stamp of approval. So I was like, oh, well, we're going to do it. 
Um, so what what is Ride the Orbis? Just real quick, it's a uh, it's the name derives from a game that Pringle and I obviously have played for a long time. Um, not actively as much now, but we still play you know versions of the game. <laughs> um, you played the Power Creep version, I played the nostalgic version. Uh, but it's Maple Story, and Ride to Orbis was it's a it, for me personally, it's meaningful because back when I was growing up, Orbis was the second continent in the game. Victoria Island was the first one. And MapleStory was a huge impact on my gaming life or whatever. And I remember taking the first ride to Orbis was like, man, this is like a new journey, right? This is you're going from the first ever continent with no real end in sight because we didn't get that many updates back then. This is 2004, 2005, 2006, like back when MMORPGs were like, you know, the the uh, the who's who of the gaming world and i remember when we got orbis and we got like the new continent it was so exciting and this is kind of what that journey uh meant to me back then and what it means to me now is this it's a new start a, f a fresh start and um it was cool i met a lot of people on the ride to orbis back in the day we had fun we talked and it also had its own dangers i'm actually gonna make a video about ride to orbis and why i think that that Journey in Maple Story was so cool to me, and I still view it in like such a light. I was like, that was a really cool way to spend your time with other people in an MMORPG. So um, it was just a, an apropos name, in my opinion. We went from FGC Hollywood, a community within a community, to now a fresh start with Ride to Orbis. On to the next thing. That's basically why we got the name Ride to Orbis. So you don't have to be a Maple Story player to uh, listen to us, but. Uh, it just means a fresh start. With that out of the way, um, since we are probably going to get a new audience, I do want to almost like reintroduce ourselves to who we are, a little bit of what, are, what we're about. I didn't write anything here. Broken did because he's the only prepared one. Um, but I was just going to go off the cuff just to talk a little bit about who we are. So a couple bullet points about me. So. Obviously, this is my YouTube channel that we're on currently. I've been making fighting game videos and written essays for a little over five years now, on and off. And I, I love fighting games. I was a part of the fighting game community, the official one. Uh, now, not so much. Now, I think I just find myself loving fighting games and liking the medium itself. Um, but... I wanted to, as everybody grows, you know, certain things, they either they go together or they grow apart. And it just happens that I grew apart with the community, but I still very much love the fighting games and games themselves. So what I also like is podcasting. and I like good friends. So I merged those two things together and here we are. So uh, that's a little bit about me. Pringle, I know you have your own history. If you want to delve into that, please, you can. But uh, a little bit about Pringle. I, 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 want, I want the reintroduction of Pringle. Oh man! Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I I don't want to go too far. I mean, I can, but I'll just go to like I I was I did used to do a lot of YouTube. The channel is still there. Pringle the one. Um, I used to just make random stuff, random video games. <laughs> That'd be great. Laugh. That's really all it was. Yeah, and at one point I did get connected with uh, some voice acting work here and there, and I did a lot of voice acting for a couple of years. So if you ever Google my name, you find a little like a yellow guy that's mm -hmm. probably that's that is me mm -hmm. so that's uh what i used to do but nowadays man i mean outside of the podcast that i share with mac i don't really do much i just 
just play games, work out, be with my girlfriend. That's it. <laughs> what a life. What a life. I love that. <laughs> yeah, that's, it, man. that's the best. That's the best. Well, that's a great introduction. Um, and of course, the more people will listen to this podcast, they'll they'll learn about us, right? Just like they did with Hollywood. Yeah. So this is uh this is not the the last time you'll hear about Pringle working out, trust me. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not. It's not. Broken. Please introduce yourself and uh let the people know why we have this inside joke that we call you Pringle the Two on this podcast. So I am the third surviving member of the podcast and also a, a huge lover of fighting games. Hell, I was in the shower and I was just thinking about fighting games. That's how much right. I love fighting games. It's just like, it can't get out of my head. I guess that's not like the worst thing to think about while you're in the shower. <laughs> <laughs> I am the last survivor of the group that is still currently in the FGC. So a lot of fighting game news will probably come from me, mm -hmm. as well as all the Twitter degeneracy will yes. come from me. Um, currently, I am no, no longer a professional streamer because I have a bartending slash server job, which makes it a little hard to do. Hiatus, hiatus. Not, not official. We are in hiatus. Yeah. We're in hiatus. So there's that. I do, uh, I do work a lot with other streamers and other podcasters and all that. So, like, if you ever hear my voice, there is that. And I am trying to see if I can work into voice acting because I've always been told you have that radio voice. Yeah, yeah. Well, the podcast will definitely, hopefully, uh, do something for you with all four listeners that will listen to uh, right there. No, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think we'll get more than that. Hey, can mm -hmm. I get the uh, can I get the channel analytics on how many females watch it? <laughs> uh, I think it's one, and I know her personally, so I don't think she's gonna do much for us. There we go. Um, there we go. <laughs> obviously, one thing that we can't move on from this segment without asking you, uh, broken behind you, there's a specific poster that will raise <laughs> it will, will raise the, the eyebrows of, of many of the watchers to this podcast. And unfortunately, if you're listening, you don't really get the full picture. But for FGC Hollywood uh, listeners, you know what's behind Broken's Wall. It's, uh, it's Pokimane, the savior of the FGC herself. Mm -hmm. uh, with, he did save Evo. He did. Um, but please describe what position she's in. So I can technically <laughs> replicate it if you all really want to, because I forgot to put on socks. Well, for the listeners, because they they gotta yeah. they gotta know. So please, if you can, please describe what Pokimane looks like behind your wall now on that poster. So what Pokimane is doing is currently she has one of those ASMR mics in her hands, both her hands. She has it close to her mouth, and she put her legs up on her table. So that way you could see her feet. And the picture is appropriately named Pokey Feet. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, what's the origin of the Pokey Feet? Why is she on your wall right now? So you see, when I moved into my new apartment, I didn't have anything on my wall. Mm -hmm. As you can see now, there's plenty of posters on the wall. Yeah, right? Samurai Jack, Mike Tyson. Yeah, lots of cool stuff on the wall. Mm -hmm. And also Persona 5. But... Ugh. <laughs> you had to slide that in let's not mention that one <laughs> but before that i had just moved into my apartment and i had nothing on the on the wall and so the fgc hollywood podcast enjoyers and viewers were like we need to put something on pringle the two's wall mm -hmm. so what they decided was 
this would be the picture. And so from now on until ad infinium or until I move, right. that will be the the thing on the wall. Yeah. All right. I, I like that the FGC Hollywood tradition remains with the ride to Orbis. I like the fact, because listen, you had the choice of keeping her on the wall or taking her off and uh, decided to, to stick with it. So I, I admire the decision. I was going to do it because the simple fact that like, I still respect somewhat the FGC, so I just had to bring a, a relic of a bygone era back with us, all right? Mm -hmm. No, I, I respect it. Also, to explain for everyone, because I haven't explained it yet, why I'm known as Pringle the Two. Yes, yes, yes. I forgot. See, you got, you got to keep me <laughs> out there. <laughs> We're into the origin of the feet, not the, right. the name. <laughs> so, originally, this podcast used to be just Pringle the One and Max Fleischer. Right. These two fellows over here. And what happened was that one day, Mac was like, I need a, some, a second player, person. I need a second person because Pringle was not available. Mm -hmm. So I, I said, you know what? I'll, I'll join in. And after a few episodes, everyone started calling me Pringle the Two <laughs> because I replaced Pringle the One. Yeah. <laughs> and so I have a aptly named joking name, Pringle the Two, because technically I am the third, the third wheel. Well, I also want to add the fact that you had a nature because Pringle had impeccable timing. Whenever we had like a big show, like the big house gets canceled or like fighting games are dead or like, you know, something happened uh, that's big. Pringle could make the show. So you you had um, you had a way of of inserting yourself into like really big, big podcast episodes. I remember you were on episode 10, which was big. You were on the Game Awards episode for FGC Hollywood, which was episode 14. You were on the Melty Blood episode, which was, I think it was 26, um, the, the initial announcement. Um, so you were on some really big episodes, FGC-wise. So um, I don't know if that's a coincidence or if you put a hit on Pringle while you knew it. <laughs> it was so I would, I would never put a hit on Pringle. I, I need to, one of these days, I need to actually get a buff of him because, fun fact, I actually met some people from my old high school and they looked at me and they're like, you look so much bigger than you used to be. And I, I looked at them, I was like, I haven't even hit the gym yet or like anything. I don't was I like the scrawniest man on earth when I was in high school? Man. That's funny. Yeah. But no, that's uh that's great. Um I like that the both the Pokey Fee tradition and the Pringle to Two tradition remain on Ride to Orbis. Um and hopefully we can build some new ones too, because uh, uh we will. Oh, I'm sure. We will. We will. <laughs> yeah. we will. Don't worry. <laughs> if there's not a if there's not a hitbox sponsorship or some mm -hmm. dumb like poster added. <laughs> yeah. Man. There's gonna be a lot more. <laughs> yes, yes, there there is going to be. Um, but yeah, that's great. That, I, I really wanted to do that just for the fresh start to, to kind of talk about um, who we are, what we're about, and what this podcast is about. Now to the sort of the nitty gritty with this podcast. Um, I just wrote a few expectations here for the listeners because not everybody who's going to listen to this listened to FGC Hollywood previously. So here's what you can expect from this podcast. One, obviously, just by the name and its inception, it's going to be a, a gaming-focused podcast. Our goal here is to do this weekly, but uh, similar with the way we did FGC Hollywood, we tried to guarantee three, epi or three episodes per week. So even though we're on a weekly schedule, every now and again, depending on scheduling mishaps or, you know, life happens, so sometimes you can't always make the show, or if, even if it's just slow, like I don't want to put anything out there content-wise that isn't good. So if it's a slow week and we decided we need, you should take one off in order to build content, 
as far as news or whatever we want to do, then that's why that three out of the four weeks uh, in a month makes more sense as opposed to just grinding out every show every week. Um, that was my my idea, and then these two gentlemen agree with me. We had this whole big podcast meeting of like, what we sh- what should we do? And uh, it was fun. Uh, and this is the results of this. So here's another one. So the format will include both new topics as far as news and then more in-depth discussions. And I'll get to that here in a bit. The As far as the in-depth discussions, those are going to be the spoiler cast that I would like to do, aka the review discussions. Basically, we all play a game and then we dedicate that episode to talking about that game in-depthly, like what we thought, what we liked, what uh, everything. And obviously... If you listen to that episode, hopefully you've played that game as well because we're going to be talking about things that will spoil it, so therefore the spoiler cast. So that's something that I would like to do. Hopefully, we're starting it out now pretty slowly, and I want to do it four times a year. So giving us a three-month time frame to play a game, I think we'll do more of those just because I don't think we're going to pick length lengthy games. I mean, we might pick a couple of RPGs that will be a little longer, but otherwise, I see our, ourselves doing more of these spoiler casts or in-depth review discussions. So those will be hopefully uh, more often than not. And then we also will try to dedicate a, an episode for mailbag questions. On FGC Hollywood, what we did is we took uh, weekly questions or every time we record a podcast, we saw if uh, anybody had questions for us or topics or anything from the audience. That's great, but there a lot of times it, it turns into feast or famine. So we either have too many questions, we can't get to them all, and then we have to roll them back to an, another week, which is something we did a lot. Uh, and Pringle and I did a lot in the early days of FGC Hollywood. And so instead of doing that, I figured we could build on questions because I, I have a feeling that a lot of the questions that we'll get will not only be timely, but they'll just be opinion questions so or topics or things that we can just discuss at any time. So I would like to build that up and have a whole episode dedicated to just mailbags. So that's something that is a, a different change from FGC Hollywood. And then lastly, this is a big reason of why I sort of wanted to change FGC Hollywood to Ride to Orbis is just community building. I kind of want to build a different community that's not surrounded solely on fighting games. And that has to do with um, voting from the people that enjoy the show, what they would like to see from this show. So we'll get better doing this thing. And I think as we go on, we'll learn what people like and what people don't like, and then we'll be able to change the show how we want to see it and what the people want to see. So uh, it's going to be a work in progress, but I think, just with repetition and consistency, we'll definitely uh, we'll get it done. So those are the expectations that you can expect from this show. I'm personally excited because this is obviously a new journey for me. So this uh, it opens a lot of doors and a lot of opportunities to do things that I haven't done in the past, and that's exciting. And I know these two um, have been on for the ride for for a long time, so I know they'll they'll be a they'll be a part of it. So that'll be uh that'll be fun starting forward. Um, Gentlemen, we, I, I put a few things here just to note because this is uh, kind of important. So the listeners need a name. Uh, I don't know if you noticed, but FGC Hollywood, we always called our community Hollywood because it was just easy. It made sense. 
But now that we're no longer FGC Hollywood, we can't call them Orbis because Orbis is a place. <laughs> so we need a name. And I, I don't know if they should come up with their own name or if we should give them one. How, I don't know. How do, how do these things come let's, about? Let's do this. I have an idea. So we can do a poll because we're doing polls now, mm -hmm. which is great. We can give them a name, right? And then we can have a community-run poll name, and then we actually, at the end, give them the two options, all right? We say, okay, would you like to be called our name, or would you like to be called y'all's name? Okay, I like it. And then so it gives epitus on the actual viewers themselves. So it makes them feel like they're part of this crew. Yeah, that that's a much better name because I was gonna be like, well, we'll just call them Cheetos or something. I don't know. <laughs> Some whack ass name like that. Like you, you repeat the names people give their audience is just horrible, man. It is. But yeah, uh, most of the time it's just like a, a replication of their name or something like. Yeah, hey dudes or some mm -hmm. dude will cry like, like, come on, man, like. Like my favorite would be like I remember when people were watching my stream. People were like, you should call your streamers like winglets, and I was like, no. I never call <laughs> anybody. It's like me calling them Pringles. Pringles. Yo, Pringles. <laughs> oh man. Or or they'll just stream. You should <laughs> I will never call you a winglet. Or... I'm little Max. <laughs> or they'll oh, just Max. say uh a lot a lot of like the the corny YouTubers or Twitch people they'll have like whatever their name and then they'll be like what's up you know, Toolbag Army, yeah. if the, the guy's name is Toolbag, yeah. or, or Toolbag, uh, yeah. <laughs> or like... My soldiers. Yeah, like, soldiers. Uh, uh, what's the, you know, the band Slipknot, that they wear the masks and they're the, like the yeah. metal rock band? Don't I think they call their fans maggots, don't they? Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a weird one. I wouldn't one. be surprised. Yeah. I like that idea, Broken, though. That's, that's a good one. Because I was just going to call better. them, you know, D-Gens, because that's what I've been calling them forever. <laughs> you degenerate. Well, yeah, yeah. D-Gens makes sense solely in our Discord, because all yeah. of us on the Discord are D-Gens. Yeah. But not everyone that watches and listens to that's the true. podcast is probably in the Discord, and so they're yeah. probably not actual D-Gens, so yeah. it wouldn't make sense. Yeah. I'd say crewmates, because technically you're on a ship, and, you know. It's an airship, though. Do, do do or do or sound weird. <laughs> still sound weird come on crewmates it's like, you lame, what's up man. crewmates yeah it's lame. yeah it's it's pretty corny um well I, friends or something. I, I think oh man friends. i think Our friends welcome to the next episode i think we should have a uh, uh a discussion between the podcast crew what should we call them and then leave it like you said leave it to the audience whether they want to be called and then put it together to a vote. And I mean, more than likely, I would assume that whatever name that they decide, they'll vote for because they decided it on the name. So we're going to we're going to just add that name, our name into whatever name. <laughs> <laughs> the double name. Yeah. Yeah. So that's item number one. So the audience needs a name because they can no longer be Hollywood. I guess they could be Hollywood, but it would make no sense. Um. And then the second one is obviously we haven't done a podcast in a long time, but uh, shout out to Patreon who have supported FGC Hollywood for a long time because they had an opportunity through this, these last three months to just bounce and, you know, no pun intended, jump ship, but they didn't. And uh, we didn't lose a single patron during the, that three months, which was which was awesome to see because um, 
and I don't know. I just take it as in like belief that they think that we can do this. They can do something else that they didn't initially sign up for, and they're they're willing to give us a shot. So uh, shout outs to our patrons. Um, and then of course, if you want to support the show, all that stuff is usually linked in the uh, description of the YouTube video and all that. Um, another thing that I'm gonna link in the description of this uh, YouTube video is our discord is that's something that i really want to build on is we've had the community for fgc hollywood for a long time i think it's actually going on over two and a half years close to three and i would like to expand that into like ride to orbis what it is now and have new people some fresh blood with different interests come in so if if you like this podcast you like what we talk about if you're interested at all we play games in there and we laugh we have dedicated people almost that will post memes and mostly waifus. I mean, it's called art, the art channel, but it's really just waifus. And, uh, but overall, even though I give them crap all the time, I think our community is pretty nice. And they're, they're a bunch of weebs, but they're nice weebs. So, um, and who knows, maybe one day you'll even buy a game off Pringle. (laughs) (laughs) Right, (laughs) at this point, yeah. The lead salesman of Ride the Orbis. Or at least buying you a good deal on something. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So, yeah, uh, that was basically the early wrap of the show. I'm glad that we are here. We can take a small little break. We'll come back with what's going on, what we're playing, and all that jazz. Here's the thing I've, I've said this, I've said this several times, and I'll say it again. The thing I hate about Pokemon is that every Pokemon game has the same technical story beat. What is it? Collect all the Pokemon, beat the Final Four, beat the Grandmaster, be the Grandmaster. That's it. Wouldn't it be cool if it's like instead of being an adventurer or like just be red, like why can't I just be a part of Team Rocket and just be like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get Pikachu. <laughs> Ooh, that'd be kind of dope, honestly. All right, we're back. And the people that don't watch this live, they just missed a whole discussion on Pokemon, Digimon, Assassin's Creed, Evil King George. It's good times. Uh, but uh, that's too bad. You get, you get the archive, the podcast archive. Now, this is a, another tradition that we sort of did, I think, later on in, at FGC Hollywood, where we just started talking about like what we're playing. And uh, I wanted to keep that with Ride to Orbis. So... This is dubbed, what's going on and what are we playing? I just added what's going on. <laughs> but uh, I have sort of like a little mini announcement. It's not FGC Hollywood, but this is a fighting game. So I'm going to be hosting a Persona 4 Arena Ultimax tournament. But the catch is it is beginner only. And uh, I'm excited. We already have nine people slotted. Now, whether all nine people show up, I don't know. But uh, this is... Something I wanted to do for a while, especially since we got the news that uh, Persona 4 Arena Ultimax is now playable online. We'll get to that later in the show. But uh, yeah, August 27th, 2022, 6 p.m. Central Time. This is going to be on PC and Steam, because why would it be on anything else, you degenerates? Prize pool for the top three finishers. Now, initially, I put in the prize pool. I forgot what I did. I think I put like 20 bucks for the winner and then 10 bucks for the second place and five bucks for the third place. And then Pringle was like, oh man, let me add to the pot. So he put in some dollar reduce. So we'll split that in to uh, evenly among among the, the winners or the top three placings. And uh, 
yeah, kind of like TFH. Whenever I run a tournament that I really want people to to play, I, I was like, let me sweeten the pot by actually adding money. <laughs> <laughs> I might add a little more just to get it going, man. Get <laughs> right. us more in there. I think I think we can get ten people because I think Snowflake might play. So uh, ten people for a Persona Four Arena Ultimax tournament. Bye-bye. For for in 2022, I mean, come on, that's crazy. So uh, yeah, I can't wait. Uh, should be fun. The stream will be on this YouTube channel, so where this podcast is being streamed on the main one. Um, the link to register will be posted on this YouTube video on the podcast channel, as well as it's been posted on my main channel. It's in the announcement tab on in our Discord. So you have some time because this podcast will be uploaded on Friday. The tournament's on Saturday. If you listen to this. Right now, and it's Friday, August 26th, go register. Go play Persona. Come play. It'll be fun. So, um, yeah, that's... Yeah, time so, to train. It's Well, I don't know how much time you'll have to train, but there's auto combos. <laughs> you can <laughs> <laughs> Just do the auto the square button, everybody. Mash yeah. the square button. Pick kanji, quarter circle, back, or back quarter circle, and just grab. Okay. Just grab. Uh, should be fun. But, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. So that's uh, the tournament that I'm running on Saturday. I'm I'm really excited because I love Persona 4 Arena Ultimax, one of my favorite fighting games. I've been playing that a lot recently, especially since it got actual online. Uh, it, it officially released. Um, and yeah, outside... also, go ahead. Pick Mitsuri. Pick Mitsuri. All right. Every it, don't listen to Mac. Pits, pick Mitsuri. All right. Uh, got... I don't think she's so. Got the, she got the rapier sword. She's got ungodly hurt boxes and hit boxes you'll win you know actually against beginners that could be a noob killer so yeah don't pick i guess or a character that's very difficult to play like pick a character that it's easy to mash with you can just like you know press the button and yeah. things happen Narakami's <laughs> the best beginning character man or minazuki also the best character in the game yeah don't pick like chie with stubby normals you don't want to do that you want to like you know mm-hmm. pick somebody who who can do stuff. So, um, but yeah, it should be fun. Um, we'll see who commentates. I, I offered uh, both of y'all, if you guys want, if you guys are going to be around, you can commentate. If not, uh, I can do it. Maybe snowflake will be a, a, a player slash commentator. We'll see how that all works out once the time comes, but yeah, I'm excited for the, for the tournament. So if you're interested at all, uh, you can register unless you're listening to this in the future and then you miss your chance. It's over. It's done. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But uh, no, it'll be fun. Outside of that, I've been playing this little uh, game that's been, it it started off as a Sony exclusive and uh, it's since been ported on PC. It's called The Unfinished Swan. It's kind of like a walking simulator slash story narrator. Um, It's not bad. It's okay. It's not as good as I thought, at least not through chapter one. It's not as good as I thought it was going to be because a lot of those uh, indie Sony games that I've heard in the past uh, stuff like Journey, like Flower, they've gotten high critical acclaim. This one also got pretty good acclaim, but uh, so far I'm not as impressed as I was with some of those other games. But I'll hopefully finish that this weekend, maybe on Sunday. So that's all I've been playing, and that's what's going on on my end. Pringle, what do you got going on? I wrote this down for you. I was like, uh, I'm assuming that you're working out still. And oh, yeah. That's, I mean, that's that's like a given, right? Like, when are you not working? Yeah, that's that's not good. I could be broken, bust, <laughs> two bust legs, and I'm like, well, I got hands, and right. like my hands bust. I use my legs, and then both limbs bust. I use my head, man. Mm-hmm. I train my neck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's man. Uh, it, it's going it's going pretty good, man. I bought these uh, these like dip bars so I can try to 
practice some new stuff because I've been practicing practicing some uh, some recent like the past two three months. I've been practicing like calisthenic specific workouts like the planche. I don't know if you know what the planche pushup is, but it's basically being able to push up without your legs. So I've been practicing oh. and trying to train up to that. It might take me a couple more months, I feel like, because I'm getting to the point where I can at least levitate my body upwards with just my arms. And then it, it gets harder because you have to like spread your legs out more. So I've been essentially training for that while I'm like been cutting. So I got like about like eight more pounds to cut and then I just bulk. Nice. It's like, and I did reach like, I think like a couple months ago, I did tell you I reached like the 100 pound pull up, but I'm getting close to. I almost like double rep it almost like I almost got it. I feel like I'm getting closer to that point, but yeah, I got these new dip bars. So I'm going to probably use them later today. And yeah, the wrist, I don't know, man. Like I, it's, it's like, I remember when I went to the hand surgeon, he was like, it's not something you have to worry about with how the hand is like the left hand, mm-hmm. but it is something that I'll probably have to do. I was thinking maybe, maybe possibly next year. Cause I'm gearing up. Like I finally got like a date that I'm probably going to try to move. Maybe okay. around that time, I'll decide to move because then it'll be easier um, moving because I have to move with a couple of other people. Mm-hmm. And it'll be like it'll make it cheaper and stuff like that. So it'll be easier to kind of be the uh, broke dick around, <laughs> around people when, it, when there's more people to help. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, right now it's doing pretty good, man. I've been hitting some pretty cool PRs and stuff like that. Nice. Um, just for the, I, just a, just a backstory. I just want to give people the backstory on your wrist. That's an injury that has followed us since FGC Hollywood, like the early episodes yeah, of FGC yeah. Hollywood. So that's why I asked about your wrist. Like, how's the infamous wrist injury? Um, I was carrying a two hundred pound sandbag. For mm-hmm. the ones that don't know, I carried a two hundred pound sandbag, and I I messed up how I picked it up or something because I I could pick it up. I was picking it up fine, but I messed up how I picked it up, and it just like landed all the way landed. I think on like the wrist, and I'm like ah. And I thought I just sprained my wrist, but in reality, I broke something very specific, like a, a specific muscle, a tendon or something mm-hmm. in the wrist. So I need to get surgery for that to get fixed. Yeah. So occasionally it just hurts. Like it, I can pick up certain things that aren't even that heavy and it'll just hurt my hand. Man, a 200 pound Sam. That's like, that's like you having me on your wrist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 It's hard picking up a sandbag. They say you can pick up a... A 200 pounds that you can pick a 200 pound anything man i realized i can pick up my uh crt and i got one of those like really good um sony um i forgot what they're called but they're sony us uh, trenton trenton or something like that uh crt mm-hmm. that thing is like 99 pounds i could pick it up man <laughs> <laughs> we'll yeah. see well hopefully you heal up as far as what you're playing you put down here jrpgs and rivals ah <laughs> uh, yeah i mean huh? so right now i've been playing I'm playing Trails more, so that's Trails right. in the Sky, second chapter. Man, I got to say, I really like the game, but, man, it is – dude, there – so a funny little story. The guy that was translated that game, like the guys that, that were translating the second chapter, that second game, out of like a list of other games, dude almost killed himself, man, because the translation, the script was so large and the amount of, of work and just exhaustion was so – deep that like this this script in this game is long as hell man like i'm not that much of a story guy but dude i have never almost fallen asleep playing the game man uh, if you guys want to know there's an actual video i think from matt mcmuscles where he explains like how long is it his uh he has a youtube series called um Mm -hmm. what happened Mm -hmm. 
where basically like he'll explain why a certain game died or why a certain game took forever to create or why there was this negative PR about a certain game. And he did a Trails game. And I was like, Trails is pretty well 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 known. Why is there like Trails is like on here? And he goes over the fact that like they had to like basically translate five hundred plus pages of like That's story. too much, man. That's way too much. Um I've heard of Trails before, but Pringle, I have uh I have a bit of a bone to pick with you. I we, we don't have time. We don't have time. But I'm gonna just say this once, and then I won't say anything about it. The fact that you decided to play both Kingdom Hearts 3 and Trails. <laughs> Elmori is coming, I told you. I'm going to play it after I finish Trails. I told you, man. You better. You better. <laughs> but, but yeah, that, that game in particular, it is like now it's finally picked up in the fourth chapter, and now I'm like, oh, now okay. I get it. But, dude, the burn is so slow, specifically in this one. Like, I'm looking at it and it's like they they scripted the it's like about 10 novels in length. This thing is longer. Oh, it's longer than the Lord of the Rings trilogy books, man. That's wild. That's how long this game this game script is. It is so long. But I like the gameplay a lot. The combat is really what's been really enjoy I've been really enjoying. And I and right next to that, I've been playing a lot of East. Uh, but I love East is East is like the exact opposite. Barely any story. There's some story, but then afterward, you're just slaying monsters and killing stuff. Mm -hmm. oh, I love East, dude. Memories are so sad. It's so sick. And of course, I've been playing Rivals, dude. I've been getting so good at Rivals, man. I am like you've been saying. I'm able, yeah, man. I'm able to handle against people that have got like thousands of hours. Mm -hmm. I'm able to handle with my measly 300 plus hours. So very nice. That game, very nice. I know you like your your smoke lion, right? He's a lion. Or... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> smoke lion, something. I don't yeah. know. Force burn. He's sick as hell, man. Yeah. Awesome. Broken? What's been going uh, on with you? What are you doing? I'm enjoying work, you know? Like, just, just living life. Living life? Uh, hell, I even paid for next month's uh, rent. Hell yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Get it over with, you know? Nice. <laughs> money in, money the... out. <laughs> the American dream. Exactly. You're supposed to pay on the first. I never pay on the first. I always pay, like, a little later. Because you have until the fifth to pay. Mm -hmm. I was like, you know what? Late. I gotta go buy a key to the laundry room because I broke the laundry room key. Damn. I gotta pay for everyone. But I was like, hey, while I'm here, can I just pay for next month's rent? And they're like, yeah, you can. I was like, okay, cool. So I'll just do a double uh, two birds, one stone. And they're like, okay, cool. Nice. Very nice. Done. Always feels good, man. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I'm uh, currently researching into something special later in life. Uh, if it comes into fruition, it'll be kind of dope. Are you able to hint at all? Because when I read that, when you put that in the show notes, I was like, what does he mean there? Curiosity uh, is spinning right now. <laughs> Let's just say if it comes into fruition, it could be something like Combo Breaker, but in Texas. Okay. All right. I'll be waiting on any news. Mm -hmm. I'm currently in talks with the people that did Rise and Grind as well as a the people that assisted in Combo Breaker and okay. trying to do something. Right. And just for Absolutely. the un uninformed, Combo Breaker is a fighting game tournament in the Midwest. So just to... And Rise and Grind was a uh, tournament that happened in Waco. It's the first ever tournament, and people loved it. Apparently, all the people, even MK Leo, said that he loved this tournament. And the guy I talked to said he's thinking about expanding out of Smash and into the FTC as a whole. And since 
I like the SEC. He was like, all right, cool. I'll talk to you whenever I get back. All right. All right. Good luck. We'll, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, mostly I've been playing a lot of uh, Final Fantasy XIV, uh, especially ever since the uh, newest, ex- the newest, uh, not expansion, but what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, Patch. Patch, thank you. <laughs> Patch just came out. That added way too much. It's ridiculous. It added really? Island Sanctuary for people who like uh, nothing but like Stardew Valley and all those other games. So now they can basically play Stardew oh, Valley and FF14. Oh, it even it even comes with shiny like animals. So like, there's actually like rare versions of animals. There's like like planting gardens and stuff with time actual like real life time of day and all that like you have to feed your animals and stuff like that because they have certain moods it's insane it came with a new raid new story new trial i haven't even started on island sanctuary it's just that much nice you know i was gonna give final fantasy 14 shit but it it makes sense why they put a lot of content on there because it's a paid subscription MMO, right? So like, man, you better put content out because I'm paying for this yeah. monthly. <laughs> so, yeah. um, but they have been true to their word. Like there is always new content with Final Fantasy 14. Very so it's transparent, man. Yeah. So good. The, uh, the new story is actually really cool. Like it's at heart. The new story is literally just Final Fantasy 4. Mm-hmm. Nice. So I, uh, if you like Final Fantasy 4, like everything, including the new trial, is just remake. I mean, like word for word, bar for bar, Final Fantasy IV. Heck, even they even changed the the dungeon music and like the boss music to be Final Fantasy IV inspired. Oh man, I like that. Still, yeah. still a few too many bunny people in that game for my liking. Weaves, some dirty rotten weaves, some weaves. Uh, I've been playing a lot of League of Legends, I know. Don't hate me, but uh, I, I have to play something that's depressing. We'll, we'll call that Thank research you. for Project L. I'll excuse Thank you. Thank you. I, I need that. Oh, we'll I need that. <laughs> uh, I've been playing Guilty Gear. I've been changing my main. I've I've gotten tired of playing Anji. I've, I've, hit, I've hit the peak. We've been through this, Broken. We've been through this. You, <laughs> I know. You, you, you gotta stay with your guy. Uh, listen, listen. <laughs> hit the peak. We we've been through this on FGC Hollywood, and for listeners of FGC Hollywood, you'll know that this has been a reoccurring theme with Broken Wing. The fact that Anji is not it. But then whenever you try to change a character, you're like, I am not this character's player. And like it happened a bunch of times with every time you tried Biken, you tried Ram. Listen, you're an Anji player true and true. So <laughs> you gotta go yeah. back to what I'm you want. Playing, I'm actually playing Ram and I'm kind of enjoying it. I just need to understand how to play her in the neutral. Because, like, once I've hit a few buttons, I kind of I kind of know where I'm going. But, like, going into the neutral and understanding a little bit of her combo notation is all I need. But, like, she, she's, she has a general game plan that I've already kind of started to learn. It's kind of fun. I'm looking forward to seeing you play Anji next month. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I want to say something right quick at it. I think it sucks when you like like you really really like a character, but they're not that good, mm-hmm. and that's like that's probably the biggest issue I have with certain fighting games. Right? Like it's like I don't want to play any other character, every but everybody else sucks to me, but this character is my character, but he's garbage. 
dude hate that feeling there is something to that because i've been playing a lot of persona right online mm -hmm. and i play a lot of show but i also play labrys and i don't know why it is maybe it's legacy skill show is a much better character than her right like show and labrys are not not even close like i body other labrises would show that's because it's it's so easy to beat her um especially with that character but for some reason i find myself way more confident playing labrys than playing show and it, i think it's just something that like i already know in my head that like i'm behind like start like like second 99 i'm behind in this matchup so i gotta play like out of my mind and for some reason that puts it myself more at ease knowing that i should lose this so i play better <laughs> almost but would show a lot of matchups are in my favor and then i find that like i play more cautiously because i don't want to take as many risks he's a risk averse character but um i just find that there's something psychological there was like and when i play the crappier character for some reason i just find myself doing better or feeling better about it so broken it's just bad. stick with anji yeah, man, it's that uphill Look, battle, man. That here's the thing. Just becomes so good, duck tears don't matter. That's the key, bro. <laughs> here's the thing. Here's the thing. It's not that I hate Anji. I just kind of got bored of Anji. Like, I've hit my peak. I've hit Celestial, and I kind of want to play someone new, someone that gives me a challenge. Mm -hmm. And, like, while Ram is just basic glue eating, she's a challenge to me because it's like, I don't know anything about Ram. I know, like, her specials and her supers, but I don't know her game plan, I don't know her like her combo routes. And so it's kind of like a breath of fresh air, you know? It's like, oh, I, I'm I'm learning again. I'm 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 into the I'm in that because my thing is when I learn a new character, I don't go into the lab and like learn everything like normal people. I learn this is how I learn every fighting game. I go into like online and I fight people and by fighting people and understanding what I can and can't do with this character what are their strengths and what are their weaknesses, I become a better player. And that, it, like, doing that with Ram is such a breath of fresh air because it's like, oh, I, I'm understanding things now. Listen, that that's wonderful. And I hope that that happens for you. But just to close us out, I will say, you could be one of two people. You could, you could be... You could be Salty Lord Knight playing Milia and then going on Twitter. <laughs> Drops his character. He's been playing that character for like 10 plus years. He loses. And he's like, no, I'm tired. But that's like every month with Lord Knight. It's like, Milia is trash or whatever. And then he'll come back to her and he's like, actually, she can do this now. Or you could just be Lost Soul, play Happy Chaos, win tournaments, and then go off on your way. So you can be one of two. You know, it's funny that you say that because now Lost Soul is a Viking player. Just wait until he loses a round and goes back to Happy Gas. Uh, yep, yep. That's just how it works. But, gentlemen, we got to take a little quick break, and then we got a bunch of news to get to. So we'll be right back. If there's anything I learned is that, like, really just, you really just, if you can, if you get so good, it doesn't even matter what the hell you find against, man. You just get good. Mm -hmm. You really can. And, and it's it shows in, like, uh, it shows in Rivals. Rivals is pretty balanced, though. But, dude. Supposedly, the worst character is Forest Burner. This dude named Kegasol has legit been winning every major for a whole year, and he barely loses. Dude, he is smoking, literally smoking people. <laughs> I like this that. This bummy-ass character with, like, legit, like, weaknesses. He's just beating everybody. All right, gentlemen. Again, if you missed the live episodes of this, we just talked about how... Uh, 
broken has no ac <laughs> but, uh, but this is not an ac podcast this is a gaming podcast and uh this is a uh, sort of a new segment compared to our old podcast back during fgc hollywood we did fighting game news which was mostly just announcements and everything that happened within that week that we covered with Right to Orbis, I call this news to watch for. Really, I cherry-picked what I thought was interesting in the world of gaming. Now, fighting games are definitely going to be on here because it just so happened that some interesting stuff happened and we have not talked about it. But this is probably going to be what you can expect from our news section moving forward. So the first couple obviously have to do with fighting games just because I bunched them together. And this happened during EVO 2022. So this is what we learned from EVO 2022. And I figured because I don't know who's going to listen to this podcast, if it's going to be brand new people or if it's just going to be Hollywood, uh, old Hollywood listeners, I should give a little bit of a history lesson to why this means a lot to why we're talking about this. So with our history of fighting games and our FGC roots and uh, Broken's current, current roots, uh, it's tough to not acknowledge EVO 2022. It's the largest fighting game tournament in the world. So I just want to kind of discuss and, and give our thoughts on what we thought about the show. So firstly, this is the history lesson I want to talk about. So Evolution is a tournament held offline and it's been the, I think it's been going on for about 20 years. It's the largest fighting game tournament in the world. I was going to say North America, but I'm pretty sure it's in the world. And it's the one that gets all the big names, the top players, the casuals, it gets all the announcement. It's, it's a very big moment for the fighting game community and the fighting game scene. Now, this evolution, 2022, was the first one that has been held in an offline venue since the pandemic. So it's been like three years. They held one online and one got canceled in that meantime. But 2022 was the first one that they went back to the great state of Nevada back in, in, over in Vegas. So I want to recap a little bit of what happened. Um, so obviously it's been running for 20 years and in that 20 years, it's been at the helm were Tom Cannon, Tony Cannon and uh, Joey, AKA Mr. Wizard. I can never say his last name. I think it's Hispanic. Can anybody say that? I think it's Cuellar, Joey Cuellar. You probably could, but yeah. it don't matter. Tony Cuellar. Yeah. But anyway, he was also always known as Mr. Wizard. So Tom Cannon, Tony Cannon are the people who started the tournament. And then Joey, I believe, was a financial backer. Um, don't quiz me on that as far as a history lesson, but uh, I think that's what it was. And then in the summer of 2020, the FGC went through a Me Too type movement. And one of the many allegations surrounded Mr. Wizard himself since he has been removed from heading EVO. And Sony, along with a company named RTS, which is co-owned by uh, popular streamer Pokeman. I almost said Pokefeed. I'm so used to saying that. Uh, <laughs> uh, they bought the rights to the tournament after the Cannon Brothers reached to an, an agreement with them to hand it over while they still continue on working with Riot on a League of Legends fighting game dubbed Project L with the caveat that the Cannon Brothers will remain advisors to Sony regarding EVO, which has been what has been going on uh, since Sony took over. So to replace Mr. Wizard, EVO hired Rick the Hado, which Rick uh, actually is a 
the founder and head of a tournament Broken talked about earlier, Combo Breaker, which is the biggest Midwestern tournament for fighting games. It's been going on for almost 10 years now. And they hired him as the head of Evo. And so he replaced Mr. Wizard. And he's been around fighting games for a long time. He's also a staple with Tenno Media, which is the production company most major fighting games use to produce their streams and uh, all their tournaments and everything that goes on with that. And he was the head during August 5th and the 7th, which was the first ever offline Evo, which was Evo 2022. And he is the day-to-day -day operator. So that is where we stand today. Now, Evo already happened because it's August 25th as we're recording this podcast, but we have a lot to discuss because Evo only happens once a year. So even though it happened over 20, 20 days ago, about three weeks, figured let's talk a little bit about it. So we don't have to spend too much time on every single one, uh, just things that caught your eye. I personally, I'll be transparent. I only watched one day of Evo this year. I I missed the first two days. I watched the finals and I really only watched Tekken and a little bit of KOF. So I, I wasn't too involved this year. I had other things going on. So I can't speak to everything. Now, Broken, I'm sure you can, because um, I, I guarantee you probably watched the most out of Pringle and myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, That's true. But um, I just wanted to add any comments regarding how it was run this way specifically to priors before the pandemic, because this is under a new leadership in Rick, and it's also under a new banner in Sony. So I just put down here a few things that just popped into my head. Any storylines that you found interesting, production values, duration of the tournaments themselves, it might be at the top eights or the overall flow of the tournament, um, the impact it had on the FGC, any sort of corporate takeover that you found or any, any sort of um, thing that you found that it was different compared to how it was run prior, be it commentary, or even if you want to talk about some of the results, if they surprise you or not. Um, you can go ahead and uh, and go broken. I'm gonna lead you off with this with this one because uh, we can get get all the information out of the way. Well, because I don't have much to say. I have maybe like two things to say, so I figured I, I'd give you the the first go at it. Sure. Uh, so one thing I liked was that every game had its own opening theme for top eight. I thought that was really cool. Okay. Like, and all of them were pretty good too. Like. I actually like uh, the Melty Blood one. That's actually been, that was actually done by uh, Casey, who is a like a famous anime singer. She's the uh, she's a singer and also the voice actress of uh, a mute character in the hit anime Ruby. So she does all the songs. So I thought that was really cool that she did Melty Blood. I was like, what the heck? That sounds cool. Um, Storylines. Uh, I would say the storyline that captivated everyone was the incredible IDOM uh, route where IDOM literally went, got kicked into losers. He was the American hope and he just said, screw it. I'm going to show why Laura is amazing. And even though he lost, he made, he made like the most incredible run. He even reset the bracket and everything. So, just for he context, was... uh, IDOM is a Northeast player, right? He's from the East Coast. He plays Street Fighter V. And I believe he's also, isn't he a former Capcom Cup winner? Yes, he is. Yeah. So he's, he's... top, top level Street Fighter V player from, the, from New York or is it Virginia? I don't remember where he's from. 
around New York, around that area. But uh, he his he was posed to be like the first ever American winner of Street Fighter for like the longest time, mm-hmm. and we like he almost did it too. Like he almost broke the uh, the curse. But like in the end, he did get defeated. But it was it was a showstopper. Like that was incredible. Another one was the Melty Blood Top Eight. That's a lot of people don't understand this, but Melty Blood Top Eight was hype as hell to watch. And I not heard. only was it not only was it hype as hell to watch, I actually found this out. It was an interesting development. The League of Legends LCS was actually streaming at the same time as Melty Blood Top 8. And for the first time ever, <laughs> Melty Blood had more viewers than League of Legends. Yeah, that's monumentous, man. That's like, that's a giant thing right there, man. That's that's poverty. Literally <laughs> coming inside of the Denny's and being like, we're going to eat everything on this menu, goddammit. <laughs> and we can afford it. Right. We're taking the booth. <laughs> <laughs> everything. Oh, we reserved the table god damn it i called prior <laughs> that is wild there's no way that i would have thought you would have ever, ever said that sentence melty blood will have more viewers than league of legends without you saying jk <laughs> it was a legitimate thing and we were i was hyped as hell very nice and, uh, all I'm gonna say about Melty Blood is that every time they buff Vlav, it's basically them uh, like, it's basically uh, them just buffing the American scene because Japan doesn't play Vlav, but America plays Vlav, and so like every time Vlav is like buffed, you'll see Vlav America like an American get top eight mm-hmm. and just like just like just dismantle. And even though, even though he didn't make it, he he did really well. Like. He reset the bracket and everything. Masoma, so, like, right? That's his name. Masoma. Yeah, Masoma he, like reset the bracket and everything. So yeah, like he's a top top level player. Where is he from? Is he East Coast, West Coast, Midwest? Don't recall, but Masoma's run was insane. Yeah. Masoma's run it was insane. I didn't I didn't catch uh, Melty Blood Top Eight, but I heard everything that you're saying. I heard that sentiment from a bunch of people. So very nice. Yeah. Um, the duration of Top Eight was really good. I think what was interesting was that Guilty Gear Strive actually had to do a, something different than all the other top eights, which was, you know, normally whenever you do a top eight, that's when you, at the end of the top eight, that's when you do all the announcements for the game and all that, right? Top eight was running so long, they put everything in the forefront. So right before top eight even started, they just started, they did all the announcements. What do you think the reason why top eights were running long though? I think it was due to the ads, which even Rick the Hado said, like, there's too many ads being run. I'm gonna try to get these cut down. Hmm. But like, yeah, there was so much ad being run over and over again. And also there was something new that was just revealed, which was that like Evo was being marketed to crypto. And so, like a lot of people in the Evo were trying are trying to like stop that from being in the next uh, crypto. I mean, in the next Evo, because apparently, like a lot of people are not happy about that. Yeah, I don't know what y'all's opinions. I'm not really for or against crypto, but like apparently, a lot of people are very upset with it, and so a lot I'm, of people. I'm are against NFTs. That... I think those are dumb. So, so a lot of people are saying that like unless Evo bans crypto in the next Evo, they're probably not going to attend. There's that, but 
that was that's the corporate ads part of mm-hmm. it. Uh, the FGC Impact was literally everybody decided to become a fighting game player again. I'm telling you, like. Every, all of Twitter has been like before Evo was just doom posting of like I don't want to play fighting games anymore. Screw fighting games or something like that. I even felt like that. I was like, I'll just play. We rubbed off on broken. We did. We <laughs> I'll did. Play, I'll just play Final Fantasy and League and all that. Oh, he's like retired. He's retired. <laughs> yeah, I don't like fighting games anymore. I'll just, just I'll just talk about it. And then after Evo, I was like, God, fighting games are hype. That happens with every major tournament, but yeah, uh, Evo is a big one, for like, sure. I literally all I saw after Evo was Twitter was Twitter people saying fighting games are hype. I'm getting back mm. into fighting games. I'm getting back into fighting games. Uh, commentary is really good. I think the commentary was amazing. I'm not gonna not gonna say anything about it. Cool. Uh, I think the results, by the way, for Evo was really tremendously cool. I think. The only thing that was kind of sad was that like not a lot of people made a lot of money. Like even there's a what's joke new going, yeah, <laughs> in the yeah, in the yeah, world yeah. of fighting games. Hey Pringle, that table is not reserved anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, you telling me we got no? Nah, somebody richer came and took your table. <laughs> the league players yeah. at least paid. Yeah. You know what's funny is that they actually made a joke tournament called the Nyanchalit. Uh, I'll I'll post the YouTube videos in the Discord group, and then you can post it in the uh, the podcast when it comes out. They made more money playing in the Nyanchilit than anybody who made like top eight did at Evo. That's wild, and that's I'm assuming just by the name. I'm assuming that's a Neko Arc all tournament. Anything. Yeah, um, and it was the most meme tournament this, ever. Yeah, there was a uh, there was uh, in the PS4 side. There was somebody streaming at 1080p on Discord the tournament while on in Wi-Fi using his integrated uh integrated like graphics card. And so like it was terrible quality. Mm. And his his opponent was playing like was downloading two torrents at the same time, also on Wi-Fi. And I think someone actually was on McDonald's Wi-Fi at one point in the tournament. Oh, that man went to the local McDonald's or Starbucks and bought the Killers <laughs> tournament right quick. I got I got a quick quick tangent uh, on that. Uh, I, not that we have to go into it too much, but I just find it so fascinating that Melty Blood, its mascot character and Neko, is more popular than the main characters of that game. Like Neko Arc is the face of yeah, Melty Blood. Like, yeah, Teddy really? is not the face of Persona, and, like, you don't have... Most mascot characters are there as, like, a niche sort of quirky character to, like, have as a... As a, just a throw-in. But Neko Arc is Melty Blood. Like, they love that character. It's weird. I don't really get it, but, yeah. It's because, it's because Neko Arc is the embodiment of chaos. <laughs> and everybody loves chaos in memory. Because yeah. that's all Neko Arc is, is just a big, He's fat good, meme. too, in this game. Yeah. Yeah, what I heard. He's she's low mid tier. She's not like you're gonna lose the game tier like she was in Melty Blood actress again. It's a cute cat. Like it's a cute, funny cat too. So it's like, what's not to like about this thing? Like the 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 animations are really funny. Anyway, forget about Neckark. But they put too much. They put too much love in in Neckark. Like literally, when you jump, when she lands, she actually like she likes like. (laughs) 
Yeah, the happy emote we got on our Discord. Yeah, Neko Arc is sick. I like Neko Arc. As, like, she's the only mascot character I like that's not forced or corny or whatever. Like, or really something, yeah. 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 But cool. Uh, speaking of, so what are you guys' thoughts on Evo before we go into the announcements? I got two, and I think Pringle is going to agree with me on one of them. One... I'm not very I'm not really involved in the Guilty Gear Strive scene, so I don't know much about it, but I do know of the Latif story because Latif for the longest time has been going on Twitter saying he is the top Guilty Gear player in the world. And that was true for a long time because he was winning. He was literally winning against very good players online, and I'm not sure if he went offline or not, but I just know that his record against online competition, especially with that netcode, it doesn't mean nothing, right? Because that netcode is, you know, practically offline. So people were taking him as face value. He's like, oh man, he could be the best. Um, and then with him going out, losing to the same, to his own character twice, right? In the tournament, that is such, I've never <laughs> seen, I've never seen somebody like get served so much humble pie with not ever like actually wanting to like, admit it and take a take a bite out of it because at the end the fact that he doubled down he was like man it sucks that i'm the best player in the world and i just lost or whatever he said um it's that was funny to me as just like an entertainment type of fgc moment but i wasn't too involved in that because I, I didn't care if he won or lost i just wanted to see good matches but um what that character do you use Zato. Zato. Yeah, he's... Well, he, yeah. he may have lost the Zato lover X1, X1. <laughs> <laughs> you know, my favorite thing during that whole entire stuff was the Peppery, uh, Peppery uh, Splash arc. Peppery Splash had a sick story arc in the Guilty Gear uh, Top 8 because he was in loser's bracket and he made it all the way to top eight. Yeah. And like everyone was like, yo, Peppery Splash is the coolest character ever. And then like everyone was uh, saying that, oh, have you ever wondered what a typical white person looked like? Just look at Peppery Splash. Well, the, the fact that he beat Latif and just to give people an idea. So Latif is like a Middle Eastern, really buff guy, right? Like he's he's fit. Um Every splash. Like no, he used to be a really he used to be a really skinny guy back when he played uh, Sea Viper in Street Fighter Four. But like um, now that he's buff and he's built, and you know he's a very proud person, at least online. Uh, Pepper Splash is like you know a pretty reserved, quiet little Canadian guy, right? Seems like a nice person, like but he's he's not intimidating by any chance of is physically, and uh, but very aloof almost, right? Very stoic, and uh, when he won. Um, it was kind of cool because when he won, he almost like, yeah, I mean, I expected this. He didn't get hype. He didn't like pop off or anything. He was like, no, this was supposed to happen. Um, so that was cool going into it. Latif also losing to Leffen in a mirror match was really funny to me because <laughs> that, that, that you shouldn't lose to him in anything if you can, but and, God damn. <laughs> I, I, I forget who said it. It might've been broken or maybe you retweeted it broken. I don't remember, but I saw it on Twitter. Somebody said, man, Leffen beat Latif so bad. He turned him into Leffen. <laughs> and that was such a great line. That. Okay. I retweeted that. Um, and that was, uh, that was a great line because if you know these players, then obviously it, it makes, it makes sense. But that was, that was the one, uh, storyline that I thought was interesting. The second one, and then Pringle, I think you you and I are going to be on the same page. Second seven. We have a top eight. It's actually really entertaining. It's a really good top eight. And it's it's going well. You have the knee, who is the Tekken god for years, going on 20 years of being one of the top Korean players to play Tekken ever. 
and he has a storyline with his arch nemesis being Arslan Ash, and it looks like everything is culminating to them meeting again in grand finals with me being in the winner's bracket, Arslan Ash being in the loser's bracket, and it doesn't work out that way, right? Instead, you have another Pakistani player uh, beat his wow. own teammate. Yeah. Beat his own teammate in Arsenal Ash, who's supposed to be one of the best players in the world, and then he ends up losing to Nee. Nee finally wins the Tekken 7 Evo he coveted for so long, because this dude has almost won every single tournament but Evo and Tekken World Tour, and finally he's done it. But that's great. I always thought that storyline was so cool. Finally, after seven years, he wins Evo. And I was like, man, what a great way to culminate Tekken 7. This is great. But instead... What happens? <laughs> we get one more year of Tekken 7. And listen, I think Tekken 7 is a great game, but that game needs to die. Like it's 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 yeah, been put it in the grave. Look, man. here's the thing. Here's the thing. Gamescom or whatever the next game. I think it's the Game Awards. The Game Awards, yeah. We'll find out in the Game Awards. Okay, we'll see Tekken 8 at the Game Awards. Okay, we'll talk about so, that once we. Talk about the announcements, but I was just saying that was the perfect opportunity to end Tekken 7. Like, you could not have had a better way to culminate to the end of this game, and they fucking missed it. Like, they, and oh you... man, terrible. Bro, terrible. I, I, I said it too, nah, nah, what's another year Tekken 7? And when they pulled out the same new patch, new stuff, and I mean, I started cracking up so hard, me and my girlfriend were just laughing. And then, like, they did that snippet of supposedly Tekken 8. Supposedly, yeah. there yeah. might even be Tekken Tag 3 for all we know. Tekken Retribution 3? <laughs> Skip the second one? Dude, and then, like, it was confusing as hell because the commentator if you weren't on Twitter. And I was like, if you weren't on Twitter, you wouldn't have seen the amazing tweet by Jeff Keighley, who, who gives a rat's ass. I'm sorry. Right. I'm sorry, everybody. But who gives a rat's ass about Jeff Keighley? Sorry, everybody, but he's the... If for those of you who don't know, Jeff Keeley is the guy who runs all the fake E3, uh, like he's the founder of the Game Awards, right? He's the he's yeah, the head he's the founder of, of the Game Awards, and now he's the guy who basically is showing off all these like venues that are supposed to be E3 but not E3. Mm. You know, like the Gamescom, Summer Games Award, yeah, Game Games Award, all that. So, like he said, hey guys. Get ready for Tekken news at at Game, Games Award and like everyone's like, why there? Yeah. It was than the biggest fighting game. Exactly, exactly. Event of all time. That was that was definitely one of the most disappointing moments in Tekken Seven history, dude. Yeah. <laughs> dude and to show it, like you just see Kazuya, like it was Kazuya, right? Kazuya. Yeah. yeah you just yeah, you just see him like, and it's like, and I was like, what did I just see? Like that didn't mean anything. But and they, then the commentators got so hype, and I was like, "Y'all motherfuckers didn't see nothing. Like, what was that?" They had they had it in the palm of their hand, and they let it go. That was the perfect Whoa. opportunity to let that game die. Dude, and you know what? It made me realize, you motherfuckers, they will get you. Can give them dirt on a stick, poo poo on a stick, and if it's it looked like Tekken Eight, it's gonna be a great game. That's poo poo on this stick because everybody got hyped when they saw like legit like three seconds. Brutal. It wasn't even eight. like gameplay or anything. I was yeah. like, bro, come on, man. What a shame, dude. So, and then that Yeah. Uh I have a funny story about all the announcements. We'll we'll get to so, that in a second. We'll get that in a second. Yeah. I, I promise. Um that's all I wanted to say. I just uh Tekken 8, 
I, or rather Tekken 7, they had a perfect chance because I mean the storyline of Nii winning, great Evo top eight, really entertaining. They had a they had a good opportunity to to finish the narrative of Tekken 8, of Tekken 7 on a strong high note, and I thought that was a missed opportunity. Um, but congrats to Nii still. I mean Evo champion finally. That's that's a great accomplishment. Um, I don't have anything else to really add to this Pringle. I don't know if you do if you have anything you you took away from this Evo. Um, well, I got a couple of things. They're like bullet points. Uh, Old girls was a was a rap again. Sage lost. So R.I.P. It's like something I see every time. Pen <laughs> uh, Pen did really well. I'm actually surprised Pen Pen didn't beat. He, did. he won. He won combo breaker. So it wasn't surprising, man. He won combo. He beat. He beat Sonic Fox clean. 06, man. Like oh, he just, yeah. He just he just ran a train on his ass, and he. But he was like, but that's why people were like, well. Since Sage beat Penpen, at least Sonic doesn't, because it seems like Sonic has like a mental block with him. But whatever, it was there? I, I I was kind of underwhelmed with the same results. I feel like I've been seeing the same game for the last four years. So even with new characters, the same crap keeps happening in that game. So it's really boring. Uh, I mean, to be fair, Skullgirls is hype to watch, but it's the same peak. It's the same it's top the same three all the time. Man. Like triviality was like my hope and, and wing, but. They got smoked by character tears. And Who's the that guy stuff? that's popular because he plays solo philia? That's Wing. Wing, yeah, Wing. Yeah, yeah. Wing. Wing yeah. is like he, the he strongest warrior. Yeah. Wing is the strongest warrior ever because in a tag team game, he's like, no, I'm gonna stick with philia. Yeah, that's yeah, Pring man. that's Pringle's mentor. That's his. That's yeah, his yeah, roots. Dude, I play. I play that guy a lot. Um, we didn't really talk very much about like tech and stuff. We just kind of really went in and he just would smoke me, but I got him a couple of times. But yeah, man, he's really good. But outside of him and triviality, it's the same people. And now the game is really just misfortune. Pen, Pen, the Kill Sage, and uh, Sonic Fox. Sonic Fox. Yeah. Those are the three. Hey, yeah. props to, I will say this props to the Skullgirls, Skullgirls community for like actually. Paying for Pen Pen to come to America because, oh like, yeah, man, what man. I've been told, the the community loves Pen Pen so much they will purposely fly him, yeah, to go and play. I'm a I'm I'm obliged to say this just because we're talking about score rolls, but Mike Z died for nothing. Keep going. So that was that. That I mean, I, I kind of saw a little bit of Melty. I didn't pay too much attention. To it. I paid a bit of more of attention to like Street Fighter Five towards the end, but. I don't even think I saw the grand finals, which is funny enough. I think I saw everything up to that grand finals, and then I just lost the interest. And then felt, the same thing with um, – oh, sorry. I was going to say, I felt bad for Dragon Ball Fighters because that, that one was really cool. Because, oh, like, yeah. in Dragon Ball Fighters, yeah, we, we, we almost had the sickest, like, America finally beating France. And then Wawa just said no. I'm going to choke this man out at the last because we had the reset and then Wawa was like, oh, hey, we had a reset. That's cute. Yeah. Land of the free. Even America yeah. even lost in moral combat. What does that tell you? Yeah, dude. Yeah, we did. I was like, yeah, we free. <laughs> and... I didn't watch Mortal Kombat, but uh, yeah. it's okay. Nobody did. We actually, that's not we're not supposed to lose in Mortal Kombat, at least. But I guess we did. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I guess there was that. I did watch a bit of what was it? Um, Tekken, Tekken was fun, but that ending kind of really turned me off. The ads in that, man, from what I heard is that the experience was a lot better for people that were physically there, mm -hmm. but the viewing experience, I hated it, man. Like, I, I, 
dude, they hit ad breaks. We'll be back in 15 minutes. Man, I was like, yo, you was back for you was back for five. How about you stay for another five for me, please, man? So we can even out. There, there, there are so there many ads. A, there was a meme about it, which was I've seen more ads than I've seen Evo. <laughs> yeah. You got ads, and because it's on if you watch it on Twitch, it's worse. Because you can not only do you get ads, but then you get Twitch ads. So it's like you're getting like you're getting game made, not ads, ads man. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, after so fun story. I'm apparently a subscriber to Evo's channel, and I haven't paid Evo a single penny. You got but gifted, I'm, man? I, I don't know if I've been but apparently I looked at like my payments. Nothing goes to Evo, but I get like Evo emotes and everything all the time. And I'm just like, oh. you know what? You know what? I'll, I'll take that. I'll I'll keep the I'll keep that. That's a great gift. The gift no. that keeps on giving. No, now that you mention it, Evo does something pretty scummy with that Twitch stuff. They have a Twitch subscription, which is like, I think last time I was there, it was like $10 for just three days of watching something. So I don't know what they do with that money, but I guess they're pocketing it or something. So yeah, it's not anyway, going to the competitors. That's for sure. Yeah, it's definitely not. Cause like that, that, that payout was pretty garbage, but yeah, yeah no, outside of that, man, it was, I mean, I'm, I'm just not too into it anymore. So it's kind of like, but I think it's pretty cool for Brooke. Brooke we got to get his ass to, you should have gotten Evo. Because, like, I think, like, for now, Evo is, like, right now, the feeling of Evo is, like, it's kind of like how I was telling you, Mac, like, before with COVID, it's, like, it's going to be a long time. And then when everybody comes back, they're going to be, like, jump-started beyond yeah. belief. Right. To come back to a major because it's so long. Everybody's kind of seeing each other. It's, you know, it's this big thing for such a long period of time since it's been something like that. So that's cool. But... Other than that, nah, I didn't really care about it. It was a, uh, it was there and there. Skullgirls was disappointing. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's my big takeoff. And Tekken was kind of disappointing in that last second. Street Fighter was kind of cool, but I think I, I just fell off. I don't know. I just stopped caring, man. I, I, I think once Daigo got caught, but yeah. I was like, eh. I will say this: I am surprised that Capcom did what they did, but uh, they listened to Twitter and they horny posted because they're like. Yeah, guys, we know you love jury, so here's jury. Yeah, we'll we'll get to her in a bit. Um, that was that was all that we had to talk about the tournament. Now, we have a we had a bunch of announcements during Evo, so we'll we'll talk a little bit about, about our thoughts with those. Obviously, we already discussed. I think the Persona Four Arena Ultimax um, rollback netcode. So they announced that I think on the first day of Evo, they were like, "Hey, the." Hey, the patch is out now. You can play it, and I did. Um, so far, so good. Couple of issues with the rollback uh, as far as spectating. Not so much playing. Um, when you're spectating two people from a great distance and they're playing, uh, sometimes you'll get booted out of the room. So, hopefully, they fix that. But anyway, rollback in Persona 4 Arena Ultimax on PC, great. And PS4 slash PS5. Nobody cares about those. Street Fighter Six, okay. not. <laughs> <laughs> Not on uh, uh, not on the third platform that it's on, which is, oh wait, there's four platforms. So it's on Xbox and Xbox Series X, but it's also on Switch. But no rollback on Switch, no. sadly. <laughs> no rollback on Switch. The classic. Uh, Street Fighter Six Broken, you just mentioned this. So they announced two new fighters with gameplay trailers, fan favorite Jury and newcomer Kimberly. Jury's cool. I won't play her, but she looks nice. She actually looks like a mix between five and four, yeah. which is a good thing because, like, the problem she had in five was that she was a setup character, and the problem she had in four was that she was a uh, a negative edge character. So what they're doing in six 
is that she's a set up negative edge character where basically like it's a be- best of both worlds. So you can do all of her like her specials normally, but if you do it in the reverse, you actually build up charges that makes it stronger, sort of like from Street Fighter Five. Rogan, I don't know what you're talking about. She a feet character. Keep going, man. <laughs> She's just right. a feet character. <laughs> I really, I mean, yeah. that's that's the whole theme with jury, right? Is like people want to get stepped on by her. So, yeah, um, that's true. I'm sorry. Uh, Pringle, I'll go to you with this one. What do you think of Kimberly? She's a ninja. You like ninjas? No. She didn't really feel like a ninja. She seemed like a, I don't know. I'm not feeling the ninja vibe. She ain't like Master Raven, like so. Yeah. It's like, eh. All right. My favorite really thing. My favorite thing is that since she's a, a user of the Bushinryu uh, arts, was people were pissed off that Kimberly is named Kimberly and not girl because we have guy. Uh, hey. Yeah, yeah, that that would have been that would have been funny. Um, but yeah, I'm again not not really a character I ever see myself playing, but who knows? Maybe a new Fatal Fury slash Garo Mark of the Wolves from SNK was teased as it was announced that the project for the Legacy Fighting Game series is greenlit, which in layman's terms means that it is okay to begin development on it. So they got the go-ahead to either go with uh, Fatal Fury or Garo, Mark of the Wolves, which is cool. I think, personally, I would go with Garo. What do you think, Pringle? Would think you go uh, broken? If you want to go, you can go first. Yeah, I'm Garo gonna... or Fatal Fury? I think they're going to go Garo because Fatal Fury's time to shine is done. And in the Fatal Fury, Garo, Mark of the Wolves story, they finished Fatal Fury. It's no longer Fatal Fury. It's now Garo because it, they finished. Uh, what is his name? They finished Terry Bogard. Not yeah, Harry Terry Bogard's. Uh, <laughs> they finished Terry's story. Yeah, Terry's story is done. Now it's it's now you know Rock, Rock Howard's yeah. story. So now it's Garo, which is interesting. Yeah. They just, in order to change the story of the game and who the protagonist is, they even change the game. So it's going to be a Garo game. I like old Terry. Yeah, I like old Terry way more than new Terry. Like old Terry is the coolest character ever. Yeah. I don't know why, but apparently Japan always thinks Americans look cool in a Bomberman jacket. And you know <laughs> what? Nine times out of ten, all you got to do is put on a Bomberman jacket. And you look really <laughs> cool. Yeah. Pringle, you ever, you ever get to play any Garo like the old Garo? I have to see, right? Yeah, I think actually, yeah, I've played Garo. I had a little fun with it. I hope they do make that one. To be honest, I don't really care which one they make out of both of them. I hope that they do what they do make with it is I hope they make it like, and I don't want to happen, but I kind of want them to make it with like pixel graphics or something like that. Something kind of oh, OG, you mean like I know that. that ain't gonna happen, man. So whatever, it's just gonna be another SNK game in the bucket. Hopefully, it's got rollback netcode. That's it. That's it all should. I it should. Yeah, it definitely should. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more about SNK here in a second. Uh, after Garo, we got Guilty Gear Strive. They added Bridget as a character. The uh, you got anything to add on that? <laughs> I'm being very, <laughs> I'm I'm being very careful with reading the Bridget one because I don't want to get into a territory that has uh, some minefields in it. So, <laughs> what Bridget's do you got? Name, Bridget's name on Twitter is actually Brisket. So. Okay. All right. Her name is Brisket. That's all her right. name. Okay. So they added Brisket into the game. That's it. That's all I'm going to say. That's oh, and also, yes, I'm happy for the crossplay beta. Yes. So that's the other thing that they announced. Uh, crossplay beta sometime in 2022. And then the game will also receive two more characters by the end of 2022. Um, I haven't played Strive since Persona came out. So I don't know. 
I don't really see myself ever coming back to that game. I hate fighting her. She is a super set up oh, character. Yeah. So like as soon as she gets rolling, it's hard to like actually get out of her her aggressive offense and stuff. Isn't that like part of what how she was in Accent Core? I don't really know. I didn't fight any. So in games. Accent Core, she was different because in Accent Core, her whole gameplay was to hit you once and then never let you play the game. Mm. She was she was a timeout character. That was her gimmick. But in in Strive, she's a like a long range distance setup character, which like she's gonna make you, she's gonna hit you before you get anywhere close to mid range. It's because she controls mid to long range. She's like basically a zoner. And then she will set up so that that way, like, she keeps you away from her. So she's now a keep away character rather than a a timeout character. Sounds fun. Fun to play against. I just want to say three things fast. I don't really care about Bridges. (laughs) Yo-Yo's cool. And man, if they don't drop Slayer and Johnny, I don't know what the hell they're thinking, bro. You want to know something funny? So Hungry Clicker actually drew four characters before Evo that were based on Guilty Gear. Hungry Clicker drew Bridget, Slayer, Johnny, and Abba. And all of a sudden, magically, Bridget was added into the game. So people are now thinking, wait a second. Hungry Clicker drew four characters. These Twitter and conspiracy the theories. <laughs> they're just they're just trying to, to hold on that. You about to get RoboKai. <laughs> man. Yeah. Uh we'll see if that happens. But anyway, Guilty Gear, they got characters. Um The King of Fighters 15 reveals Haomaru, Nakaruru, and Darley Dagger from the Samurai Showdown franchise to be added to the game as Team Samurai. That's cool. I like Darley Dagger. She's she's sick. Uh the game also announced its plan for all-around crossplay between every platform to be launched sometime in 2023. It's good. You know what's happening with fighting games lately is uh, the the rollback war has been you know fought and pretty much won by every publisher. Uh, it seems like it seems like now they're going after the crossplay part. So good. Very good. And after that, we'll probably get into the free-to-play market, which is basically that's the final like the final frontier yeah i can't wait for new skins in samurai showdown uh snk also announced that samurai showdown will receive rollback netcode speaking of the the former war right uh they'll they'll give rollback netcode which is uh for layman's terms playable online uh sometime sometime in 2023 so it could be a year by the time that game gets uh rollback but better late than never as they say Two or three more things here. Dragon Ball Fighters will be coming to Xbox Series X and PlayStation 5 as well as implement rollback netcode for those platforms alongside PC. Uh, Broken, do you by chance know why they said Series X and PlayStation 5? What's going on with the 1 and PS4 versions of these games? So the PS, so the reason why is because netcode is a very, well, rollback netcode is very iffy. So in order to implement rollback netcode, either you need to make the game designed around rollback netcode, or you need to just like destroy the engine and then repurpose the engine to put rollback netcode in the game. So a PS4 and Xbox One are not powerful enough to handle rollback? They're hmm. not powerful enough for, for Dragon Ball Fighters to handle I it. So that. I, I believe they ain't got the right people. 
I feel like they ain't got the motherfucker that will build a rocket with a two clips and a freaking piece of paper. <laughs> I mean, they, that's the reason why every Switch iteration of a fighting game does not have rollback. Because think, the rollback is not... It, it's too its too hard to put rollback into the Switch version. So they, they're all delay-based. Um, R.I.P. That's it. Okay. Uh, Skullgirl okay. Second Encore announced Marie as the next DLC character planned. For the game, we talked a little bit about this uh, pre-podcast. Marie Pringle, she's the final boss of the game. Hey, she's the uh, nice lore. Some some has the skull heart. Man, I don't know about no damn lore. Man. <laughs> I love how she's invested. The final boss character. I love the biggest skull girls player on this podcast. I love how invested he is in the lore of the game. I don't care about this. <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll explain it. So basically, she's the final boss, and she has the skull heart. So there you go. All right. Okay. Cool. Uh, and then we touched on this earlier. The final announcement was Tekken 8, question mark, sort of got an announcement, uh, just Kazuya doing this, the Tekken 1 uh, cutscene where he throws Heihachi off the mountain, and then he looks at the camera, smiles, red devil eye glowing. Um, there's been some people thinking that's Tekken 8. Some people think that's Tekken 1 remaster. Who knows? But uh, Tekken Tag 3, that would be, what a, oh my God, don't get me started. Let's That's not gonna get That's going to be mine, man. Yeah. Now, uh, so there's a few more things that we need to talk about. Uh, one, Melty Blood has new netcode, new patch, which apparently everyone loves this season, this new patch. Apparently it's the, the best fighting game patch known to mankind. I played and, it. Uh, it's, it's, it's fine. It, they, nerfed, <laughs> Dude. they nerfed shields. They they did that. Yeah, they rem they allowed you the option to remove um, auto oh, combo combos. completely, or only remove it on the ground. So like if you're in the air, you still have auto combos, but yeah. on the ground you don't. Um, they added Neko Arc, and they added Mash, two of the most like here's money grabbing characters. Mm -hmm. So and they're free, by the way. That's great. All the that's one thing I'll say about Malty. All every single DLC character has been free so far. So so they've explained why all the DLC is free. Apparently, those Fate Go people. So anytime you see uh anytime you see anybody playing Fate Go, you should thank them for their service. Thank you for, for being a weave with money. Right. <laughs> thank you for your service. You're making all Melty Blood DLC free. They even said it like in I think one of the Neko Arc stories. They're like, like she's talking to Mash, and she's like, "Yes, we will be making all future DLC for free." Mm -hmm. and it's because of the, because literally all they they get so much money from Fate Grand Order. It's literally a, a money making machine. So it's like, okay, well, hey, sweet, some something's funding Melty. That's great. Uh, yeah, that's they deserve it. It's a good game, uh, Pringle. You're, I, I know you're still type unsatisfied. I'm still waiting for the day where it becomes type satisfied. <laughs> oh, and also here's my here's my favorite announcement from uh from evo aka the saddest timeline that we live in grand blue is still in delayed base hell oh yeah i for, dude i i looked at my news i forgot that that was a game it didn't even show up on my fighting <laughs> game dude yeah you I know what the saddest the part about it is they didn't even announce rollback when all the other games were announcing rollback left and right. They announced and an online they, tournament. They announced an online tournament with Mike Mike the Ross Ross. <laughs> As I was like, y'all literally hate, killed my man. Mike, Ro Mike my Ross man. being 
Mike Ross being the ambassador for any game, but like you pick Grand Blue Fantasy versus with an online oh, tournament. Say, I know, right? I will say I heard uh, from the grapevine, him and K-Brad really like that game. They do, huh? They play it a lot. Yeah, they really like that game, man. It's kind of like their Street Fighter. Okay. Oh, uh, you know, yeah. Solidly, I can add to it. I mean, hey, it's 2022. Anything can happen, right? I've seen, mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of things happen the last couple of years in the FGC, so that doesn't surprise me anymore. Yeah, Look, here's the thing. All I want is for Psy Games to give, like, Psy Games prints money with like Grand Blue, okay? Mm-hmm. Like Grand Blue and Fate Grand Order literally print money to both those companies. All right, so I just want Psy Games to be like. Here's $20 Arc System Works. Just put rollback. I don't even care how much it would cost. Just give Arc System Works enough money. They will do it. I promise you. I promise you. Arc System Works will find a way to do it. They, they love rollback now. And they're like, we'll put it in anything. Yeah. But uh, let's talk about some good games. No, I'm kidding. But uh, this, this, one, <laughs> this one is a good game. Uh, TFH. Season Pass. Man, this is sick. Pringle, I don't know if you saw this one, but uh, this got me excited. So sticking to the fighting game theme here, I know we're not a fighting game podcast anymore, but man, it sure seems like it. Them's Fighting Herds is getting a season pass after announcing that the the indie fighting game studio Main 6 has been acquired by publisher Modus Games. Earlier this year, fans of the Pony Fighter are finally getting a future content roadmap, which is very exciting. Arizona's dad, Texas. I love the fact that her name is Arizona and his name is Texas. I think that's cool. Yeah, right. I think uh, I, somebody in the Discord, I forgot who, somebody said her mom is named Minnesota, which is hilarious. <laughs> like, uh, they're all states. Uh, but Arizona's dad, Texas, is a big body grappling uh, type character, is joining the roster as the official eighth character in the game sometime later this year, along with a new stage, as well as three other characters and stages to be added to the game throughout 2022 and 2023 calendar year. The season pass will cost $20 dues. $19.99 and comes with a pallet pack and lobby fashion pack bonus if you buy the season pass. Also, you can buy the characters for $4.99. The game is coming out on console soon if it's not out already. So uh, I believe they're also working on crossplay. So yeah, that uh, that Pony Fighter could, could come up. Who knows? Um, I was excited. Did you, Pringle, did you see Texas? Yeah, it was huge, man. I was like, yo, like, why is it, like, and it's, like, the same vein of Skullgirls. Like, there's barely any male characters, but when they drop, these motherfuckers are humongous, man. (laughs) Yeah. Seems like a big grappler, big body grappler. Uh, Cool, because there isn't an archetype like that. And uh, Arizona kind of has command grabs, but... Uh, yeah, pr- no actual cool. grappler. Yeah, not a dedicated grappler. Yeah, so I was I was excited. I was hyped seeing that. Uh, They do a really good job with voice acting over there, too, so... Main yeah, yeah, main yeah. six is like the the who I root for now because I can no longer root for Lab Zero. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, dude. Yeah, you gotta root for main six. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's all I have to say about that. Broken. Any thoughts? I like I like her. Uh, I like Texas. Texas kind of dope. Yeah. All right. I saw Texas gameplay and I was like, kind of dope character. Not gonna lie. Yeah. Very sick. I'll definitely be buying that season pass, even a twenty dollar reduce, because I bought the game at seven. So it's like <laughs> I haven't invested much yeah. in the game, and I got so many hours out of it. So I'll definitely spend the twenty bucks. All right, that's all we got for fighting games. Uh, now we'll have a run of non-fighting games, and this is just stuff I found that I I don't know. It could be interesting to us. Who knows? Soul Hackers Two 
should be out now uh, because it is the 25th. So this is from Steam. This is the description. Explore a supernatural RPG with stylish summoners and dark dangers lurking under the neon lights of a cyberpunk Japan. Taking place in the 21st century set during a war between the Yatagarasu and the Phantom Society, two opposing factions of devil summoners. It is up to Ringo, an agent of Ion, to save the world from the apocalypse. Tell me Atlas wrote this without telling me Atlas wrote this. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. Is this another Shin Megami Tensai game? Who would have known? Funny that you say that because Soul Hackers 2 is a role-playing game developed and published by Atlas, makers of the Shin Megami Tensei series, Persona series, and more. Soul Hackers 2 is the sequel to Devil Summoner Soul Hackers, which came out in 1997, and the fifth installment of the Devil Summoner series. Similar to many of the Atlas-made RPGs, Soul Hackers 2 will feature turn-based combat, open-world sequences alongside a party mode, of various characters and a storyline to follow. And yes, I'm sorry, Pringle, there will be some sort of aspect to social links. So you might be doing <laughs> dating sim or sim type elements. I don't think you're going to be doing any homework, but there will be probably stuff like yeah, that. Right. So, uh, well, the thing is, is that it's like I feel like the Devil Summoner series is like the middle child between Persona and SMT because SMT is all rpg and like all like extreme hardcore rpg and And it's darker too much darker post-apocalyptic type crap all the time yeah and then persona is like super light like not hard to play yeah it's not focused on the rpg elements it's more focused on like the day-to-day life of the Mm -hmm. characters and like i feel like soul hackers is in between it's like right in the middle yeah, that's the reason why I included this on this list because I gotta be honest, Persona Five Royal burnt me. Right, I was like, I don't, I don't think this game was what I thought it was gonna be after experiencing the other Persona games. SMT, I think, is a little too dark for me, so I wanted something in the middle. So I was like, Soul Hackers looks cool. I'm not playing as high school kids, but I'm also not playing in this crazy dark world, uh, which I probably should try eventually. I should try like a mainline SMT game uh, if I ever get the time, but. Soul, Soul Hackers was out. I like the art. I don't know. This is this is going to be my last chance with Atlas. If I do play this, which I, I might, if if this game does not turn out the way I kind of want, as far as what I want from Atlas, this might be, this might be a big indication that Persona Six, whenever that does come out, is not for me, man. So, honestly, I think Persona Six needs to do two things. One, it needs to stop being in high school. Just do college. college. College is fine. And two, just do a female pro tag. Like, just simply... Just an option. That'd be gangster. Like, then that would add, like, crazy replayability if they added that option. Like, Persona They 3? did that... So, they did that with P3P. Yeah. Which yeah, is now the canon. So, apparently, P3P is no, is now the canon version of P- Persona 3. Hell no. They they said that it's with, with the female lead? There's no way. No, no, no. So, the female lead is... It's, she's her own character. Oh, okay. She's actually a... She's actually in the Persona series as an actual character, but she's on her own adventures. Uh, so, orig- so technically, the canon character is still Makoto. Yeah. But like, Fem MC is actually <laughs> real. I was gonna say they made four movies with Makoto. It'd be kind of hard to like retcon everything and being like, actually, she's the lead. But I get yeah, what you're no, saying. No. Yeah, just the portable yeah, version she- is the canon version. 
Yeah, and people are upset because they're like, I wanted P P three FES to be the real version, but yeah. a lot of people say that out of the two games, you'd rather play P three P than P three FES because P three P actually incorporated what is now considered like the new new way you play Persona, which is you can yeah. control your party members and all that. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah. who knows? Any, uh, any thoughts on Soul Hackers? Broken, you think you'll play this? Given time, I'll play it. I don't know. Like, I do enjoy turn-based RPGs, but, like, I have so much games on my palette. Like, Final Fantasy fourteen constantly takes my time. I finally did the one I mean, thing I that I promised I was going to do. I, I did the one thing I said I was going to do, which would take eons to do, which was I got every character... I mean, well, not every character, every class to level 90, which took forever because while the battle classes I already had at level 80 back in the last expansion. So that was just like whatever that took. It's, ama- it's amazing how no matter where the conversation goes, it always eventually leads yeah. back to yeah. Final Fantasy yeah. 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 So uh-huh. it took me like maybe a month to get all the battle classes to to 90 because it was already at 80 so it wasn't that long but the longest thing to take me to nine uh to 90 was actually the gathering crafters which is basically all the classes that like craft and gather all the material so what you're telling me is no, no soul hackers too in your future any anytime soon. Yeah, actually, <laughs> no, 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 no. What I'm saying, what I'm saying, <laughs> what I'm saying is, let's say next month I'll finally be free. All right. While you're playing Anji Pringle, what about you? You think uh, you'll yeah, be? <laughs> if, I'm, if I'm gonna say something broken, if you're gonna buy that game, don't buy it at fifty. Don't buy it at forty. Wait and get it at like thirty or twenty bucks, man. Because you know what? Get down, all Atlas games get. Cheap as hell after. Yeah, they do. You know what, Pringle? I'm actually going to listen to you. I'm going to wait until you tell yeah, just me wait, that dude, the game is on sale. Tell me when the game is on sale. I'll let you know, man. Trust me. I'll <laughs> be looking at it. Uh, so, as you know, I, well, I don't know if you guys know, I'm not really a big Shimigami Tensei fan. Mm. I, I sold all my Shimigami Tensei stuff at this point. Um, I don't know, man. Something about the monster collection theme doesn't really catch me. And I like it in Pokemon because it's super basic in Pokemon. But in Shimigami Tensei, like that gameplay, it's it's pretty savage. I like savage gameplay, but I'm just not too into the having to recycle monsters to get further in the game. Oh, okay. Like, it is a big component to Shimigami Tensei, the mainline. The Soul Hackers, and I think like even the Digital Devil series, I think they're not so much focused on having to have so much demons. I'm just not too into. I, I, it's weird, man, and I think I mentioned this to Org. It's like you know, this is what it is being an Atlas fan. You either like the Shimigami Tensei stuff or you don't, and I'm the one that don't. I like the ones I like is I like their game, their their side games that not many people talk about, like Radiant Historia, which is like kind of like Chrono Trigger with multiple storylines and stuff like. It's a really dope, really cool game. I like Etrian Odyssey, which is like hardcore dungeon crawling first person point of view games. And maybe, like, there will be a mix of something random, like, I don't know, like Catherine. Catherine's good. Catherine's really good. Catherine is pretty amazing. Generally speaking, I think it's pretty cool, though, because I think this series hasn't had anything anything for a while. So it's pretty cool. But there's so many Shimigami Tensei games. You got Devil Devil Summoners. You got Mainline. You got Persona. You got, you got, goddamn, uh, 
was this one dead devil survivor overclocked? Man, there's so many of those moments. I lost count, man. I stopped caring as much. But the demons oh, are so cool. They're so cool. No, I'm not. I like Jack Bros, the Jack Bros, Jack Frost, and all that. But I, I'm just not too into the collecting of that aspect. Trauma Center is cool, though. I guess there was Shining, Shining Soul. So. Yeah. I, I, I will say that you're kind of right that the thing that kind of distracts me because I, I haven't actually finished Persona 5 don't. I haven't even touched Royal <laughs> don't absolutely is, is don't <laughs> the problem is is that like honestly there's so much to do and there's so much like BS I got uh, what is that game called it's uh, Yakuza it's the one where Kiwami? like it's basic not Kiwami it's the one it's the newest one where like it's supposed to be Seven? like, like dragon, dragon quest yeah like a dragon, yeah, like a dragon. And i'm actually excited to play that game, that game because really good man because like unlike persona it isn't like it's just random bs like persona soul hackers all of the atlas smt games they're very story heavy there yeah and, and yakuza is story heavy but it's also just that shit insane like it knows it's a lot when of it's side time. fun stuff it's a it's a fun game like that's what i like about the yakuza games and i think that's a part of why i'm not too into the smt games they're very serious and like i like that but like in my 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 field of enjoyment really is like dragon quest i like simple i like core gameplay i don't like too much of this and that and this and yakuza 7 what i heard is just the same instance it really is like a dragon quest game in modern day japan Oh yeah, I mean the character is like on some crack cocaine because he thinks that he's in an actual Dragon Quest you game. He's a hero, man. That's like, what he's gonna be, man. Not like everyone else is like too afraid to tell him you're in the real world. This isn't like Dragon Quest at well, all. But they're man. like, they're like, you know what? He's he's super powerful. So like, we're gonna just go along with his insanity. I love yeah. that. This like. Everyone else is grounded in reality except for the main character, and everyone's just too afraid to tell him to get. Yeah, and it's cheap. A lot of the Yakuza games are super cheap, so that's like sometimes Atlas games. I think they go pretty low in price after a while, but yeah, yeah, yeah they do. I think it's cool though to see a new. Um, but I feel like at the same time, these Shimigami Ten Shimigami Tensei games, I feel like they just get like turned out like butter, man. Like straight up, dude. There's so many of them. I'm just like. Ugh. A lot of offshoots. A lot of a lot the of offshoots to the main one. Yeah. The yeah, persona I, ones will come out like like clockwork. Like you'll see another yeah. persona offshoot every five minutes. I'm surprised. Music games, rhythm games, all this crap. I'm honestly games. surprised that at Evo we did not get an announcement for Persona Five Arena. Like right. I'm actually surprised we did not get a Persona Five Arena announcement. Arxis is busy. Look, I mean they're doing everything, so they can't develop every single fighting game. I I personally kind of want a different developer to start I making know, games, I, but I want yeah, I, I want a brand new fighting game developer. That'd be dope. Yeah, I mean, oh, I want a main seven. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah, right. <laughs> you know, it's funny because you say that because apparently there's now a rumor that Maximilian created, which is basically like, so what? Yeah, if... they're, they're doing Killer Instinct. Is that what yeah, they're gonna, yeah, yeah. Max, they're... Max just talks. You know, I like Max. He seems like a nice guy, but Max likes talking. Um. So do we apparently because uh so much for that 90 minute time frame we're talking about. <laughs> yep. Um we got to be fair this is our first episode. It is, you know, so much to get away with. That's true. That's true. Well, I mean, we're fine. Um that I'll Evo stuff. That, that Evo stuff. That was a lot. That was a lot. 
I'll say one last thing on Soul Hackers. I think I will play this. I will buy this. I'll play it. Not a full price, like Pringle said. I'll, I'll let you guys know, man. It'll be either digitally, like, I'll I'll try to, because, like, I can already tell you probably, like, a week or two from now, it's going to be, like, on the streets for, like, 45, 50 bucks. So, it definitely, don't buy it at full price. That, that's mm-hmm. what I always recommend people. You're not too sure about a game, just wait it out. Yep. You probably got stuff you're already playing, so don't yeah. buy it at full price. You know what a game that I might be sure about that's not even out? not even like available but this one really caught my eye ember brain or ember bane rather uh it's currently on kickstarter or actually the kickstarter is getting ready to launch but this game looks sick to me so yeah so this is the description from kickstarter you guys can both watch the trailer as i'm talking about this so this is from kickstarter inspired by avatar the last airbender ember bane is a pixel art action adventure with metrovania elements join ophelia (laughs) <laughs> join ophelia which is by the way is one of the claymores names but i digress uh join ophelia on her journey to stay the or rather to slay the malevolent gods of elements and bring equilibrium in the land unlock the power of the planets and channel the four elemental powers to your advantage uncover the secrets of a tale untold for centuries and follow the calling of your fate but uh, this one is sick. So the Ember Bane, uh, the trailer, from the looks of it, it looks really neat. Uh, possibly the next indie darling, a la like Dead Cells or Hollow Knight. That's the sort of vibe that I got from Ember Bane. Uh, the Kickstarter is launching soon. So if you would like to support the game's development, you can check them out there. Uh, currently, the planned release date for this game is tentative for May of 2023, with the only known platform targeted being steam but uh i saw this game i was like an, an indie pixel art avatar inspired game sign me up i put this yeah, on my yeah, wish yeah. list i wish list this on steam i love metroidvania games dude that is actually like a secret side love that i have i love metro and steam has so many of them man. Yes. i don't know why but there's loads of them but i love metroidvania that game so looks good. dope i really hope it doesn't disappoint because it's from that trailer the announced trailer i looked at that i was like oh my god what is it i love indies i mean you know me I might so. try to support it too yeah man put a couple dollar dues on that yeah broken any thoughts ember bane i just watched the trailer while you were talking about it it looks pretty sick. It's giving me a lot of uh what's that one Metroidvania game? Uh you know, Dead Cells, man? <laughs> no, not Dead Cells. It's uh Blasphemous. It's giving me oh, a lot yeah, of blasphemous. Yeah. I want to play that game, but I I haven't found it. It was like it I could have got it for like 15, but I'm not buying it till I see it for 15. So I, I'm still yeah. waiting it for like 15. It's, it's giving me a lot good. of blasphemous vibes, and blasphemous was a good game. Uh if if I can put my game that I'm I'm secretly like excited for that's not out yet. So there's a game that has been announced. They just really they just announced a game gameplay announcement. So you can look it up while I explain it. For can I time. can I guess what it is? Go for it. Is it a rhythm fighting game? No. Okay. It is not the new rift. Uh, it is not the new rift game where like you play as uh, the characters from uh, Crypt of the Necrodancer. It's not Rift of the Necrodancer. Although Rift of the Necrodancer is pretty cool. I like it. Um, No. So there's a game. It's called Lies of P, which is a Pinocchio-inspired story where basically you play as Pinocchio 
on his quest to go and find Geppetto. And yeah. it is basically Bloodborne, the video game. Very nice. Like, it's it is super cool. Coming to it's Steam? Cool. It's coming to a lot of consoles. So yes, even Steam. Lies of and P, you said? Lies of P. Oh, and it is, it is it is sick. The, the Gamescom announcement trailer is actually has gameplay where it even shows the UI of what it looks like. And it is literally just looking at um, at Bloodborne okay. with, a, with like puppets. Mm. It is super sick and super cool. You even have a grappling hook. Ooh. So, yeah, exactly. Uh, the game looks sick. The character looks sick. And also, yes, you even have, uh, what's his name? The, uh, I forget who's the, uh, who's Pinocchio's best friend who, like, guides him? Uh, I'm not, I'm, I'm not very good with Out of the Disney movie, I think that's the dude that took him to Donkey Island. Is that no, the he's, <laughs> the, he's a cricket guy. He's the little cricket guy. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm not even, up on my Pinocchio lore. <laughs> yeah, you, you even have him in the game. He's like he's like in a little lamp, and uh, he'll he'll basically give you like like good like good vibes while you go through the adventure. Good vibes. So like, I like it. Yeah. Cool. Apparently, the story of uh, Liza P is very like inspired by the actual Pinocchio story. So like, sick. I'll take a look at that. I if you like if you like uh, Bloodborne if you like the Soulsborne series, pick up Liza P. It, it looks sick. I'll definitely check that out. Um, another thing that I checked out that was today, and I selfishly added this to the list because this game reminded me of another game. Uh, this actually came from Gamescom, and this one is called Phantom Hellcat. And before I get to why I added this on this uh, news segment, uh, this is from Steam, the description. Phantom Hellcat is a dynamic slasher platformer with showy combos in a theatrical setting. When demons kidnap Jolene's mother, the young woman must take the stage and save her. But in the world of plays and props, things are not always what they appear to be. Now, this was... Revealed during Gamescom 2022, this action platformer currently has no release date announced. However, it is being targeted on all platforms, but the Nintendo Switch. Womp womp, no Nintendo Switch. Yeah, of course. Um, Dude. Go ahead. Be before before I get to what I want to say, I'll, I'll, I'll let you say it. I just wanted to say I love, that's my other <laughs> secret love, 3D platformers, and it's cool when they add Sweet. a slasher to it. But yeah, I love the, crap like that too. The, the, what you just said slasher not the horror slasher genre but like yeah. action slasher the reason why i added this is because this game reminds me so much of alice madness returns <laughs> where uh, she just she, she just slashes through things i was like man this looks dope so i had to include it in the game yeah so you know, if we're going based off of these things there's another game that like i have my eye on that is basically kind of like that where it, it shares the same vibes as uh as that last game you just said, which was uh Hellcat. Mm -hmm. Hellcat. I'm trying to remember what it oh here it is. It's called The Last Case of Benedict Fox. What a name. <laughs> yeah. Basically yeah. the the game is just uh Metroidvania meets uh, meets Cthulhu. 
Okay. Mm. All right. Like, uh, you even, like, what's cool about it is, like, you can, you give yourself tattoos, which give you, like, Cthulhu-like curse powers. Nice. Um, and also, it's a Metroidvania, so you have to explore the world, like, the mansion and all that. And also, there's two worlds that you go through. So there's, like, the the Nether Rift world, and then there's the human world. Mm -hmm. And you go through it to, like, anything in the Rift world will help you in the real world. Anything in the real world will help you in the Rift world. But then the cool thing that's, like, really interesting about it is that, like, you're not alone. So, like, you're not the only person going into the Rift to, like, discover the secrets. So, like, apparently there's, like, enemies that are also going into the Rift to try to, like, stop you from uncovering the, the case of Benedict Fox. Sounds interesting. That's another one I'll put on the list to check out. That and Lies of P. Um, any, anything to close us out? So the last one we did, obviously, was, uh, was Phantom Hellcat. I added it because it just reminds me of Alice. Uh, any thoughts on that one before we close that, the segment out? All righty. I think uh, it looks cool. I saw it. Sweet. Uh, we'll take a quick break because I definitely need some water and then uh, come back and talk some more games. Be right back. It's not the Melty isn't good. It's just that every time I play Melty or Guilty Gear or Blaze Blue now, with Persona having online and being available on Steam, Every time I play those games, I'm like, why not? Why wouldn't I just play Persona instead? Fair enough. I have that same feeling with Guilty Gear Strive, where it's like, I, I like Melty. I love playing Melty and all that. But like, there are days where I'm just like, I could just be playing Strive and like getting better. Okay. Now we're actually back. I had a, I had a false take there. So... We were talking before the the segment started. We just realized that our next segment is going to take a long time, so long that actually it might just fill a whole podcast worth. So even though this is the first episode, we're rolling it back, rolling a segment back on the first episode. Only Riot the Orbis can do that. And we have rollback before Grand Blue has rollback. Oh, man, that's good. <laughs> that was a good one. That was a good one. I like it. Uh, the, the Grand Blue people will be coming after you. So, no, well, whatever. Um, all four of them. And they'll be on delay. <laughs> um, so, just to tease, we were talking at the top of the show what we want to do with this podcast. And one of the segments was review discussion slash spoiler cast. Now, we really want to make this segment for the people. But for the first one, instead of the people voting for our games, we all came up with five games that we want to play and we need to whittle them down to a slimmer selection. Cause right now we have a selection of 15 and we should get that down. Now we won't have time because there's going to be a lot of discussion regarding which games we want in, right? What, like, why do we want this game in? Why, how do we feel about this game? So that's going to take quite a while. So what I'm going to do, is I'm just going to tease the games for next week. I'm just going to read them out, and then so the people can uh, can expect what we're going to be talking about next week, because odds are, with this segment, I don't think we'll do too much, too many news items. So um, Probably just going to talk about the game and explain why that should be the game that we choose. Yes. My, so my goal for next 
week is to take this list down from 15 to three. Now, they don't have to be one game each from each of us. They could be three of Pringles games for all I care, as long as we can come to an agreement. Um, and then that'll go to a vote by the people. So we technically picked the initial roster and they get to pick the winner. Moving forward, they'll probably pick the games and then we'll probably veto some of them because they beat trash selections. But um, yeah. I swear to God, <laughs> if you guys ask us to play Saren Kagura, that is immediately vetoed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll, we all get one veto each, but we'll talk about that next week about how this format is going to, how it's going to work out and play out with the review discussion. But anyway, let's get to these games. So uh, I, I got this list from you about a month ago about which games would you like to play for the first ever review discussion spoiler cast segment. Pringle, you came up with South Park, The Stick of Truth, Mega Man X4, Kagamari Reroll, Streets of Rage 4, and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge. Can I, can I put an addendum? If okay. we're doing the last game, or uh, we should do that as a cooperative experience. Oh, that'd be fun. That definitely would be fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We'll talk about that next week. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So those are some those are some killer games you got on that list. I, I like some of them. Um, Broken, you came up with Dragon's Dogma, A Hat in Time, Bloodstain, Darkest Dungeon, and Katana Zero. I got to be honest with you. The only mm -hmm. game... Actually, no. I know about Darkest Dungeon. And, but the only game that I really know from self-interest is Bloodstained on that list. I've seen you play A Hat in Time, but I would not have known of that game prior to watching your stream. So, uh, you I got love that game. That game is that game is <laughs> That's a like, man. One of my it's favorite 3D so fun because so I good, love man. I love platformers. Okay. I I am sorry to say this, but I'm an I am a platformer lover. Okay. Yeah, I like love 3D platformers. you don't you don't have to be sorry for that. Uh, don't apologize for love it. Uh, so those are those are some neat games as well. Um, we'll talk about those next week. And man, the, trying to get this list down from fifteen to three is going to be hard. But uh, my games were Chrono Trigger, Stray, Child of Light, Hades, and River City Girls. Uh, those are games that just caught my eye that I have not played or have played and never finished. Uh, the only one there that I have played uh, to completion was Chrono Trigger. But I think Chrono Trigger is such a great game that I wouldn't mind playing it again. It's been it's been about five or six years since I played Chrono Trigger. So playing it again, I don't think would be would be a bad thing. Um, and like I said, our goal for next week is to take this list down from 15 to 3 and then give it to the people. See what they vote for and then we can start working on it as far as uh, getting it to, get, to playing it and then talking about it because I think it'll be fun. And just because... Some of these games are on this list doesn't mean that they can't return to a future list. So if one of these games doesn't win the vote, we can always bring it back, right? So, um, yeah, I, uh, those I are the games. Hilarious. I find it hilarious that y'all all have at least one brawler game, except for me. <laughs> it's <laughs> a perfect game like that. Like... If if you guys really want me to put in a brawler, I'd say Captain Commando, but like we'd have to pull out Fight Cage and pull out Captain Commando. Right. right. That'd be free though. That's the one thing you could do. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, that's what we're gonna do next week. 
Um, should be a fun one. I, I'm, I'm actually really interested in just hearing you guys discuss some of these games and why you put them on this list to begin with. So I think that'll be a fun conversation. Um, and then we can finish out the show. So this is for Hollywood listeners back in when we recorded that podcast. Uh, this was technically the Dirk feature of the week, but, uh, since, you know, Dirk is no longer with us, neither is that segment. Um, don't worry. His collar is on my arcade stick in the background. So he's still very much, uh, near and dear to me and, uh, close to me at all times. But this is the take a flyer slash wrap up segment. And this is just stuff that caught my eye, mostly games, but also some storylines. Um, Broken, do me a favor and pronounce that game's name, the first one. Omaju Remilia, Scarlet Symphony. Okay, good, because I was going to butcher that one. Um, (laughs) So this is what I just wrote on here. This is a weebier version of Castlevania Symphony of the Night. Um, if it's funny, it, they actually have a weebier version of oh my. in the same universe, they do. Yeah, it's a Toho game, too, man. Right. So, this might be the one. This one features Toho characters. I think uh, the gameplay looked really cool, but it's very weeby. It's very, it's waifus, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's weeby, but the gameplay looks solid. Like, the gameplay yeah, looked really dope. good. Yeah, yeah. So, I saw that. I put that on my wish list as well. Um, Space Tale. Now, this one won me right away because I'm like, wait a second. I get to play as a dog in space? This one is called Space Tale Every Journey Leads Home. So think of Ori in the Blind Forest, but with a doggo and space, which I, I don't know how else to sell this to you. Like, this is just a neat little puzzle platformer. Uh, the game is coming out this fall. But the cool thing is there's a free prologue dubbed Space Tale Lost in Sands or Lost in the Sands available now to try on Steam. So... If you want to try the game out for free, the prologue is there. Uh, come on, it's a dog in space. It's great. I like that. <laughs> it's a puzzle platformer, you said? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's another secret of mine. I love puzzles. <laughs> you, you just love every yeah, game. I will admit, great. Like, puzzle platformers are amazing because it's just Dude, discovering the mystery. Like, here's the thing. I'm going to say this. I hate how sometimes puzzle platformers the answer to the riddle is something you would never think. It's like, because yeah. like a lot of the times you'll see like answers, to, you'll, you'll look at the, the game and you'll be like, oh, that's going to be the answer to the riddle for this. But then there'll be like times where it's like, oh yeah, stick the, grab the stick of destiny that's an expensive item and put it in like a pot of glue <laughs> that's going to ruin it. But then it's right. the answer to the puzzle. I'm like, how was I supposed yeah. to spell, figure that out on my own? They're too smart for their own good. But yeah, Doggo in Space, uh, Space Tale, Every Journey Leads Home. That's out in fall, but the prologue is free right now on Steam Space Tale, Lost in the Sands. Uh, so I'm going to try that out for sure. Another one, and this is more so of a shout outs to Xavier. I saw this one, uh, Xavier in a Discord. Um, Sunday Gold. Uh, I don't know that you two will be interested in this one, but I'm a sucker for these kind of games. This is a point-and-click turn-based adventure game set in a grim dystopian future, visually very reminiscent of Disco Elysium. Uh, a lot of style, dark atmosphere, British accents. Uh, seems neat. Looks cool. Uh, currently, also, there's a free prologue for this game, playable on Steam. The full game will be out on September 13th, 2022. Uh, there's some, like, comic book influence in that game it's it's dark it's gritty i'm a a sucker for those kind of games you like this okay 
I love like, point and click adventure stupid. games. Those are I'm a huge. <laughs> Let me guess, Pringle. Is this another secret uh, genre no, that you? It is. It is. <laughs> I just like them. Like they kind of are, but I because I, I grew up playing them on PC. Like a lot of OG games were point and clicks. Mm -hmm. So like that's kind of it. I do want to just say right quick, there was like Return to Monkey Island. They they remaking that, which is really they cool. are remaking. Well, that's really cool Island. to see like that point and click come back, but. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of do like point clicks, but I don't. I it's because I kind of I have a background. I remember playing uh, this game called what was it Lego Island Two? Lego oh, Island. It wasn't yeah, the same Lego, Lego point and click, too. but it kind of had that feeling of one. But yeah, play, uh, I played me some for me. Point for me, I love point and click. I'm a huge sucker for visual novels, and all visual novels are literally point and click adventure games. Like, yeah. I'll admit it, I love. Uh, I played Danganronpa. I did play all the Danganronpa games, but I will say I love Phoenix Wright. Phoenix Wright's such I a good game. Those. Yeah, those, those, man, that's a game that, I want Mac to play. Yeah. I want so, you to play that game. When you play Omori, I'll play Phoenix Wright. All right. <laughs> you know what? We'll How about this? I'll play, I will play Omori to get you to play Phoenix Wright, okay? I will download you need, buy it right I need, now. I need that. That that doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. I need a game that I would want you to play, and then you would need the, a game that you okay. want me to play. Uh, well, we'll, then, we'll get there eventually. We'll get there. We'll get there. Don't worry. Um, one thing I, I, I was going to say about this, um, and actually I think I... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Point and click. You guys brought point and click. There's So I used to love that genre growing up because my mom would just buy me these random games because we had a PC growing up, and it was, it was always... It just happened to me. Uh, man, uh, so there was like a really fun, like Pink Panther adventure mystery point and click game that I was like, I love this game. I played it so many times. It was fun. Um, another one that I played as an adult, I think I played it when I was like 23 or 24 was a, a game that was actually kickstarted. It had, uh, Elijah Woods as a voice actor. It was called Broken Age. Um, pretty good. It was a, a nice little game. Um, had a twist. Finished Broken Age, but it yeah. is a really good game. Yeah, it had a twist. I mean, after the the end of so it has two chapters. Uh, after the end of chapter one, there's a there's a crazy twist. So I was just like, oh, this is this is cool. So uh, yeah, I played that, finished that. That was a that was a fun fun little game, point and click adventure. Um, but yeah, the I just like the dark gritty type of atmosphere that this game has. And uh, Xavier in the Discord has been telling me for a while to play Disco Elysium. So um, this could be this could be down his alley as well. Literally. <laughs> uh, one last thing, and this is not a game. This is just something that I've, I've as I was doing my show notes and I was reading through the news, um, I'm really loving this whole trend of exclusivity going away because I've noticed Xbox has been doing this for a while, but it just seems that Sony has been, you know, no pun intended, jumping on board, but they're taking away the exclusives, not taking away, but like are not, don't have their their grasp is firm on the word exclusive because now you see things like Horizon Zero Dawn or Spider-Man just recently coming to Steam. Xbox for a long time has been putting things on PC. You have Halo on PC. So I think it's great to see. I, I never liked the exclusive war type thing. There's how to sell consoles and stuff. I like ha everybody having everything. Obviously, Nintendo will always do their thing and they're going to be their own entity in the gaming industry. But Seeing Sony and, and Xbox uh, just having their IPs on on other things is great. So I like it a lot. Yeah, I agree, man. It's been ha it's happening with even like Square Enix is kind of doing that. Um, Falcom, which is the East and the Trails guys, they're putting a lot of their games on 
PC. Uh, yeah, those two, I think. Atlas is even doing Atlas, yeah. Like, yeah. Which I, I, pre- I really don't like the exclusivity stuff that much either. It's really annoying. I wish everybody could just play whatever the hell they want on whatever console. I always found it separate for it. I always found it weird that the SMT series all have like console exclusives in certain areas, like Soul Hackers oh, was dude, a, yeah, uh, it's Xbox all over the place. exclusive. It's down. And then Nintendo had the SMT series, and then PlayStation had the Persona series. Yeah, and now really... I was like, wait, what? So like, if you love Atlas games, you have to have three different consoles. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> does that, I don't think it, I really don't like that at all. No whack. Yeah, I, I never thought it helped. I remember, if anything, it just leads to more like uh, it just it segregates and it doesn't do it doesn't do well. I think in competition because I remember even back in the day when Call of Duty was the number one game. This was, I believe, even perhaps before GTA Five really, you know, sunk its teeth into the gaming world. I think when you had the uh, what's that one shooter that was all like you're you're in Titans, right? And it was supposed to be the Call of Duty killer, and it only came out on Titanfall. Uh, Titanfall. Titanfall, yeah. Titanfall's um, such a good game. But I remember Fun. that was supposed to be the the Call of Duty killer, and it was only on Xbox. And it's just, if anything, it just I think it hurts the community as opposed mm-hmm. to help it. So I like seeing stuff like this, like just put everything on everything and. I think just let people play where they want on PC. Yeah. yeah. Selfishly, I want everything on PC, but yeah, yeah right. You know. Titanfall Two was is a good game. You should play Titanfall Two. Go play Titanfall Two. That's all, gentlemen. It's been a pleasure. We've been doing this podcast for a couple hours now. The first ever ride to Orbis. We're in Orbis, and then next week we gotta take a ship back, and then we'll yep. do it all over again. <laughs> yeah uh but this has been great so i listen this feels like hollywood all over again except we're talking about different things so uh, i i like i like the fact that we moved um to this different era in in the podcasting world Uh, we pivoted and there's nothing wrong with that obviously you saw on this podcast we still talked about plenty of fighting games but uh it just it opens up it opens up the scope of what we can do and i'm excited for next week especially talking about the uh, spoiler cast review discussion list that we have going on I think that'll be a really fun discussion. And yeah, I mean, for everybody listening, I know this change was not what everybody expected or everybody really wanted, but I thought it was necessary personally when we decided to make it. So I appreciate the support. Obviously, I I brought that up earlier, especially on Patreon. um, The fact that nobody left and they they wanted to give us a shot to see what we we had to offer. So this is it. So hopefully you like what we're doing here. I know I'm having a lot of fun doing this podcast because I was getting a little burnt out talking about only fighting games. So <laughs> yeah. take, taking it to a different, a different, uh, different place has been definitely, um, I think better for me. And I think these, these two gentlemen have, uh, have enjoyed the ride as well. So that's all it's I have on my end. Yeah. That's all I have, uh, broken any closing words before we get out of here. Uh, I'm excited to talk about everything other, like, here's the thing. I love fighting games with every fiber of my being. Like there's a moment where I was actually depressed at work and it wasn't until like rising grind players came into like my restaurant. And all (laughs) I did was I talked to them about fighting games and I felt better, but like, I mean, I'm excited about talking about other games. Like I hate to say it, but like, yeah, I love playing fighting games, but like 
sometimes it's okay to talk about your guilty pleasures, okay? And like that's that's something that I'm I'm extremely excited about doing, having a chance to do, which is like, you know, talking about like Liza P and yeah. the Phantom Hellcat. Exactly, <laughs> you know, like yeah. And then here's the thing. You said guilty pleasures. I don't think they're guilty anymore. If, yeah, if, guilty. yeah, if we were doing FGC Hollywood and we had a role to play as talking about fighting games and talking about Phantom Hellcat, that would have been a guilty pleasure. But now it's just a pleasure. It's just a pleasure. So exactly. Yeah. Pringle, and closing words. Take us off this ship. I, I got nothing, man. <laughs> just can't wait to play some more games, baby. All right. Good, man. Yep. All right. That's all we have. Right to Orbis episode one is in the books. Appreciate everybody who listened, who stuck around, people who were here live for the stream. I'm glad that it worked. <laughs> and uh, people that are listening on the podcast feeds, uh, thank you for sticking around. And we'll see you all next week. Peace. Peace. Peace, y'all. Take care.